We got a hook, line, and sinker, and some water. Oh, sounds good, mate. Let's just go down to the bank and do our thing. All right. Because it's so natural just doing what we order. It makes a body want to sit right up and sing. It don't get lonesome. We got the dog to talk to. Yeah, not a bad sort of man. And you know, he don't scream and nail. Well, the best he can do is whine. Just rob the dog and no wives. They can't get us, mate. And the sharks out here ain't as bad as the human kind. And we got a lot of time now Oh, what a feeling Just a wet line And dream that time away We dream one day We'll get that great big boomer Oh, mate, I just want to feel it I don't mind if he gets away Well, I do Well, I don't Oh, my friends don't go Mates who just love to hear those stories. You know about that great big monster, the one that always seems to get away. But all I ever do is just hear those stories. It's a great game fishing. Shame they can't come out to play. <laughs> all my friends don't go fishing. And good morning and welcome to the 4K1G fishing show on this absolutely glorious Saturday morning. There's a few clouds outside, doesn't look like there's too much moisture and hopefully the mungies are going to be chewing their heads off this weekend. I'm going to launch the boat, go into my beloved harbour, throw a few lures around and, and bring home a silver slab for mum and dad to look after them for the week. That is the plan. That is the plan, boys. Also another plan we have on the show this weekend. We have some special guests. Ryan Tully. Good morning, Ryan. How are Hello, you? Good, mate. Good, mate. What's been going on? 
No, nothing too much. Bit of fishing, bit of working. Bit of fishing, bit of working. It's a non-stop sort of thing, isn't it? It Just, is. It's, uh, how much time you have for fishing lately? It's a balance. Uh, weekends is, is good for me, but you're taking a bit of my time up today. So. Sorry. <laughs> I do apologise, but you will have a section of fame. Your your, uh, your lights will go a little bit higher after being on this show of mine. And Gaz's. <laughs> Gaz isn't here today. No. It's, um, it's his beautiful wife's birthday. Happy birthday, Kayleen. And uh, Gaz has been the romantic. He's brought a couple of uh, airfare tickets and um, a big picnic basket and a rug and taken off over to New South Wales or somewhere like that to have a good old time. So uh, have a ball, guys, and uh, I'll endeavour to run the show as best as I can. Special guest number two, Matt, A&B Hooked. How are you, my friend? Good, mate. How's yourself? Good, good. Your voice will be immediately recognisable to a lot of people. <laughs> um, you have certainly um, have a stack of followers. I think you do your YouTube channel very, very cleverly. Give away a prize here and there. Your fishing is my sort of fishing. I love it. You sort of, um, you, you find your fish, you target them, you throw it at the timber, so there's a lot of snag bashing. Um, so many people have learned a myriad of different um, um, sort of tactics that you use. You put if the prawns weren't already on the mat, you've put them on there. So uh, kudos to you for that, and uh, I look forward to having you on the show today. And thanks for popping in. No problems at all. Awesome. So tell us, we've got a bit of a thing going on at the moment. For those that aren't aware of it, there's a, a YouTube competition. Yeah. Yep. So uh, SCF Australia, um, which does the uh, Top Water Invitational, has a uh, amateur film comp. Yeah, and uh, myself and Matt have both um, ent- entered it um, separately, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a good thing for uh, recreational fishing and uh, and and films in general. Fantastic! Did I see Nomad Design had something to do with it? Was there a finger in this pie? Yeah, so Nomad um, are going to sponsor uh, the winner of it. Yeah. Um, to help them with the top water imitational, so it's a, a prerequisite for that. Okay. Um, so you can pretty much get straight into it without even uh, applying. You can just win this one and go straight in. Yeah. And they're for sure. Fully sponsor. The wild card. Yeah. That's what they call it. Yeah. Yep. Oh well, that sounds fantastic. Look, and let's uh, might as well talk about the elephant in the room straight away. It's not an easy gig what you boys do. Uh, doing YouTube videos, a uh, there's a lot of effort involved, and we're talking about that just before the show. It's not strapping the camera on and going for it. There's a whole lot more involved. But B, and probably the most important thing, you open up. We're in a world full of nasty people, let's be honest. Yep. And uh, you guys open yourself completely, let your defences down, and um, and bring these YouTube videos. And you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. The wonderful thing about everyone watches them, but then everyone wants to knock you as well not everyone so it's a you know oh that's my spot or you know you're filming where you shouldn't be or no come into my city and and filmed here and filmed there is that something you boys just cop on the chin and just say yep right oh well, I, I know that's a tricky question but yeah j- just for me i i try not film my way into an area although it's it, although it's interesting and you yep. say oh it's a great drive it's scenic is yeah. animal life and these like that I don't film the way into it, and no. I just film when I'm fishing there, and hopefully, you know, if there's if there's anyone else fishing there, I won't film. No, and that's just how it is. And what about you, yeah. Matt? Oh, I just try not to name the creeks. Like yeah. I love the drone shots. Absolutely love drone shots. And yep, you know, if people want to stipulate on the like just study on the video and see where you're at all the time. It's up to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I, I and they will do that. You know that. I got a yep. lot of young people that are messaging me all the time. Like yeah. And I got friends that are saying, oh, I can, I know where that is. I know. So congratulations. You know what I mean? Like, yep. 
And I don't mind if they want to do that, go right ahead. But yeah. I, at the start of my YouTube channel, I was naming creeks. Yep. And I learnt the hard way. For sure. Don't name the creeks. Just respect other local guys. So. Yeah, yeah. Most definitely. Absolutely. But it's just part of the public eye. You're going to get the haters and you're yep. always going to get them. But, but you po- get that with positive every side, genre, positive side outweighs that, I think. So. Yeah, I think so too. It's awesome. And like I say, it's something that I thoroughly enjoy. And there's so many that I have my particular ones, like like, um, like yours, for instance, and I like mixed corn fishing. I love watching Matt from Pelagic Pursuit. And then there's guys that um, who we mentioned before the show, who we won't mention now, who uh, who irritate me? So then they're just ones that I simply won't watch. Yeah. So or watch it with the volume off. So because <laughs> the fish is still good, I just run up the, I'll mute it the whole way through. So um, and uh, and it is amazing what you learn, and, and they're the best ones. There's no point secret squirreling what you what you're doing or the way you're doing it. And um, like I know you've done a lot with your prawns, for instance, or, or Maddie will show what he does with with his jigs and that sort of thing. And same as Mick. So if you have the right mindset when you watch your videos, you, the, the wealth of information is is um, everybody's valuable. got different techniques. They and, do and, for sure. And everyone fishes differently. It's yeah, a, yeah. And everyone will find their own way of fishing too. So yeah. But the best thing you do is just keep going fishing. You'll find your own technique if you want. Yeah, most definitely. Like, we differ in ways with the prawn. Like, oh, and you never, ever do it. But I, I love the slow roll of, of my prawn. I just put it in and, and, and just slow roll it as slow as I can out. And uh, whereas 99% of the time, you're sort of jigging oh, your... Oh, yeah, the little jerk. Yeah, yeah, little jerk Off the out. bottom. Yeah. Can't beat it. How often are you using a, a ball sinker on the front? All the time, and I get asked all the time, why am I not doing a loop knot? And it's just a personal preference. I so just, you're just running a, a running sinker, yep. so it can slide all the way up yep. as far as it wants to go. Absolutely, and when I've got to change lures or vice, change yep. the hooks, I'll just slide the sinker straight back up, cut it, new one on. It goes against going. every rule that's been written. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's always going to stay on the head. And you're not inhibited by it. It still works. <laughs> it does. It does. It I actually does. think it moves out of the way and stops the fish from throwing the hook as much. Yeah, for in sure. That, in that case, because that extra moment. weight on the front, which is continuously there, it's still moving it's around. Around on top of yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In, inside yeah. the loop knot. Yeah. Yep. yep. No, well, fair go. So, what if we're using we're, we're in neap tides, for instance, and there's stuff all run in the timber and you boys are flicking your prawns in are you still having a running sinker or are you just letting it um be it's natural with the sinker on the on the worm hook me personally i've just always ran the sinker just always just, ran it i think i just know the way the the speed it travels down yeah for the meterage so yep. i kind of get that idea and everyone does it with their own lures they know how fast it travels within the water column for sure and i just know i can i can do a count and yep. then once I see that line drop slack, I know I'm down the bottom. Or yep. finally, want to go down two meters deep because the snags are just really thick down the bottom at um, you know three or four meters. Yep. And I just want to keep it above that snag. I know For sure. how long before I start giving yep. the little flicks back. So. Oh no, that sounds good. Now, guys, write this name down. I'm going to mention it a few times. A and B hooked. It's um, just simply type it in on YouTube. Make sure you give it a like and uh, and give it a follow and so forth. Same as we've got Ryan Tully fishing, and we'll talk about you shortly, Ryan. You don't do it as much as you used to. No, not so me. that's not your fault. Whereas um, whereas Maddie, this is something that you still dearly love and do a whole lot of, and it's a fantastic. Um, channel to follow and um you will learn a lot from it especially if if you're not into the prawns you have to be because they're just a game changer what doesn't need a prawn no 
No, exactly. They are a game changer. And we are going to absolutely screw every little bit of information out of you that you're willing to give today. Because so many of our listeners, and we do, and I do apologise for our listeners that aren't, Barramundi fishermen as such because I know Gaz and I spend so much time on on Barramundi and we will endeavour send us some um, emails if you want to say hey boys can you can we do a nanny guy special or a trouty special in there because we'd love to do that as well we're just so Barramundi addicted so and that's what this show mainly is going to be about today so with the prawns a question that I get all the time and it does my head in I'm not sure if it's a form of OCD or whatever but the feet, the little legs, when they get caught under the sinker and so forth, do you fix them up? Uh, do, the, do the feet play, play an important part? Absolutely. I fix them up every single cast. Every single cast. There you go. If I fold it up under the hook, I'll, I'll pick them straight back out. Yep. If you, you watch them in a pool, because I've done that, I'll put them in the pool, and you watch them flicker down the bottom. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the vibration. That's the, the cause of the fish going to activate. Definitely. So. Definitely. Absolutely. I actually went fishing with a very good fisherman who's, who's won quite a few tournaments, and he's a big prawn guy, and that, that's Ryan Potts. And Pottsy, um, sorry for mentioning the name Pottsy, but anyway, he once that once he's used that prawn, that's it. That's a it's a, it's a one trick pony for him. He does not use them again <laughs> for next the trip. Way, that's all. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. use the prawn again. Doesn't use the prawn again. That's it. Prawn's yeah, done. Well, they they do stretch and. Yeah, so he just says they're not – use them out of the packet and you can use them all day if that's that one prawn is perfect. Next trip, that prawn is then retired. So you don't have that same? No, I haven't found that I'm myself. A, I'm a bit of a penny saver. If I can use it to the death, it's, it's staying under the rod for sure. So, yeah, yeah. Um, on that regards with prawns, have you seen um, Adam Finlay's prawns? With I have seen Adam's. So Incredible. And normally with what Adam puts his name to – it's, uh, it ends up being a bit of a yeah, cracker. Yeah, tries to um, perfect everything. They're made out of um, silicon, so... Yep. They don't I, melt. They, you can burn them with the yeah. lighter, and they don't... That is amazing. Literally barely even singe or anything. So that, these are prawns that can live on top of the on top of each other without melting and so forth, which is yeah. something we need to be careful of with our Zerix and their Smarkies. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yep, the pretty box much um, yep. charm with anything. He's made his own jig heads, and they're like built for big bar, not... Not your 60s and 70s and things like that, although he does make those. But um, I'm just trying to think. I think they got a 7.0 or an 8.0 hook yep. in them turned upside down. Yes. So they come through the bottom of the legs and then they act like a weedless. And then he's got a head on top of that as well. So he's made his own own hook. So they'd be yeah. stronger than For sure. a- anything else that you, you, know, that you could buy. And if we've got a day. downfall with the prawns that we buy, you know, our shrimps at the moment, it is the hook. Did mm. they... they like it, love it, and it's a strange thing because you can catch a meter fifteen, and the hook doesn't move at all, and it's in the boat. But then you get a sixty-three, and it's bent the hook. It must be where they go in. Like a typical, like that corner of the jaw, the most pressure. I don't know what it is. Shape of the hook as well. It's like you Absolutely. lose strength as well yeah. with the weedless hook. You will lose strength. And it shows how just how incredible these fish are because you pull the hook out of the of the shrimp as you as you can and, and test it and it feels solid it feels strong there's no movement or anything and then then the meter he just makes a mess of it just yeah, uh, like you're a, a 60 like a pair of pliers pretty much <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they're an amazing thing and uh, um i've just got a couple of messages already so it's a and b hooked boys a and b hooked how'd you come up with that name Matty? um it started off with me mate adzi or me let's say we nicknamed him we call him adzi and mm-hmm. They usually call me Boz, and so yep. we're just going to do Adzi and Boz 
hooked really at the start. And I kind of wanted the A at the start because it's the alphabetical start of it. So anything that pops up in a list is going to come up to the top. Yeah. So I just thought about that as well, kind of little things. Um, yeah. But originally it was supposed to be just um, Adzi and Boz, but I moved up to Townsville. He stayed back home. He yeah. Hasn't been fishing as much lately, so. But well, there you go. And it's stuck, and it works, and it's yeah. easy to remember. That's right. So, and that's where this show is such a good platform for you guys because there's blokes now who haven't watched your channel who are now like what's this channel name and everything and you will get so much out of it it's um uh, and like we said before that there's a lot of um burdekin fishing so if you fish the burdekin and you think you own the burdekin don't watch it because you're going to get your nose out of joint and there's um since maddie's moved to townsville um uh, th- th- there's some harbor fishing and so forth and i live in the harbor my listeners know i live in the harbor it doesn't matter if you film it 24 7 i'm still going to catch fish in the harbor yeah, that's right. That's right. It's just a matter of getting out there, guys, yeah. and picking your tides. And yeah, for sure. And there's not there's no less than fifty people that I could mention now who I've all put in my boat and put them all onto a barra, and now they go out and do that. It's it's mother nature. It's a replenishing. It's a, it, there's that many barra there. Like if we see twenty on the side imaging beside the pole on outside of Kennington, there's actually four thousand there. There's just that many barras. That's right, and it's not you can you can find them on the sander, and I've found oh, for sure. hundreds on the sander. You can flick anything and everything at them. Yeah, they won't bite. They will not bite. No, they much. will, and that's just like anywhere else. And it's funny because they you got to think outside of the box of Air Harbour, and everyone thinks inside the realms. Yet some of your further polons out there hold the barras. They hold the barras. It's 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 not unlike. Like uh, let's let's talk about the mouth of the marina at Carbwell, uh, and and that's not a secret no more. Ryan's put videos up of catching meteries off yeah, the rocks right. there. So boom, okay, let's fish that. So everyone thinks that area, forgetting the fact that a kilometre out there's pylons as markers that the barrows sit on. Don't just get stuck on that one area. You have to explore your options. And 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 the one thing we know about barrow like crocodiles, you just it it. It fathoms to, to to where these things can get to. You just have no idea. Just like every every lagoon on the side of the road has a bar in it. It really, really does. Absolutely. So well, speaking about that, um, Cardwell Mouth, I used to actually travel from Townsville just to fish there. Yeah. Land based. Yes. But the one thing that you will find out if you do go out there is there is a massive brown snake. <laughs> oh, really? Inside. And it is uh, huge. That is huge. That is yeah. one thing you do not want to get. Especially trying to come back at night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My texts are going Surprise. off. Yeah. <laughs> with um, there's already people who aren't listening no more watching your shows. <laughs> Watch A and B hooked after the show's finished. And look, it's it's funny you mentioned the brown snake, especially with the amount of um, land-based fishing you do, and that's. That's how you. That if you had a claim to fame, that's you know what it would be. Mm. Um, is that something in the back of your mind? Because let's put it. Some of the places you go are a long way away from mankind or or any sort of help. If you get done by a brown snake on the side of the railway tracks, you're in big trouble. More more than likely, I'm stuffed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're in really, really. Big Regardless trouble. of size, it. it yeah, it, it's something that always sort of brings up a thought. For some reason, I always see them or. Or notice them just with a little bit of awareness. Yeah. Sometimes I end up pretty bloody close to them. Yeah. Uh, I remember um, when I lived in uh, Gladstone and I was fishing uh, Boyne a lot. Yeah. Um, you sort of walk behind the back of the graveyard area and yeah, um, 
get it, get another part of the creek. It's sort of like a section of the creek where it sort of pushes on a bend and there's a bit more current through there. Yeah. Um, and then there's like a back eddy where you sort of walk through the graveyard and there is like so many round snakes through there. It is just ridiculous. Ooh. And if you're going through winter especially, they're just sitting directly across the track just soaking up the sun. So, yeah. yeah. And I'm not... Like, you put a spider near me and I'm gone. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll just go to air. <laughs> Whereas a brown, it's uh, it, it's like I, the majesty of them is incredible. But you only got to look at a brown to know that thing's a really nasty thing. It's, mm. they, they've just got that look, that head and so forth. And, and when I say they're a nasty thing, I've, I find them magnificent. I absolutely love them. Especially, I'm not sure if it's the fact that if it tagged you, you're probably dead. You know, so which brings me to my next question: Did, did you ever think about, or did you ever use a, a personal EPIRB? Uh, that because uh, for those that don't know, uh, you're probably thinking of the EPIRBs that you used to have in your boat, which is large and cumbersome and and almost like a, the size of a 1.25 liter Coke bottle. Whereas you can get personal ones, which is the size of a keg of soap. Is that something you ever thought? You know, this might save my life. Probably thought about it, but. A lot of the times, I don't even take my phone with me. No, because I just, don't even want yeah, anyone to say, contact me while I'm fishing. Yeah. <laughs> the Yankee fishing show does Di- not. <laughs> different with the missus now. She comes with me. She takes her phone, so that's good. <laughs> that's good. But a lot of the places you go anyway probably wouldn't have phone service. No, and I, and I sort of consider like I've been in a helicopter a, a, a little bit now, and even landing a helicopter close to where I'm at would be an issue. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, no, it's a, it's a magnificent thing. And like you say, you have been close, but you haven't um, been done yet. Yeah. Do you see the coastal taipans? Sorry to cut you off. No, no taipans. Pretty much the, <clears throat> the most deadly ones I see is, is the browns. Yep. Um, and there's a few of them getting around lately, guys. There's a so lot. Just... So Bradders area, specifically like Girona area, is quite well known for browns and frogs as well. So they're eating frogs. Yeah. Um, and then... Yeah, even the barley's got a fair bit sort of lately around that area. So it just, it, it is timing, you know. You, mm. If you're fishing early morning, you're going to see them. If you're fishing late afternoon, you're going to see them. If you're fishing in the, during the day, you know, if it's not winter, then yeah. more, more than likely you won't see as much. But there's heaps of different things. There's whip snakes, there's all sorts of stuff. And especially along the coastlines, you get a lot of whip snakes. So. Yeah, for but sure. It's just something that you... You, you know they're there and you just sort of try and be aware of anything that's around you and where you're walking and if you give them enough space they'll just move yeah no yeah. fair call all right next question onto our prawns so there's two main colors with the eyes we can either go chartreuse bright yellow or black do you have a p- particular preference no i don't have a preference on it. i just yep. i just love my colors certain colors with dirty water and whatnot and so. we need and, and the colors work on numbers Yes. Yes. Um, are you willing to spit out your favourite numbers? I honestly can't even remember the numbers. I think it's... I, I'll <laughs> There's be, definitely I'll number four. Guess. Yes, number four for sure. And yep. i got little nicknames for them, really. I just give them little nicknames. Me and Adzies have always given them little nicknames. Yep. Like, um, like I call it the silver one, the silver surfer. That's my little silver surfer. Cause right. Because I'm an old comic book fan yep. back in the heyday. And then i got the... Um, the red foo, it's just that's the red one, so we call it that's a dark, which is almost yeah. like a motor oil, the yeah, common dark, motor oil color, right, and it's got the glitter through it. The ones I'll only focus on the ones with glitter in them. I gotcha. Love, it's got, if it doesn't have glitter, I probably won't even throw it on the okay. Rod, so. Yeah, there is a new color out, which is a, a white silver one. Uh, it's got little black dot 
Dodgers yeah, with that. I've used that. It's got a purple haze on top of it. It does with the glitter through it. I think that's going to be a cracker. Yeah, I've used that, and the young fella actually picked that one out for me, and we went and got some really good fish with that one. Yeah, yeah. I think that's going to be a real, real popular one. Um, so, when won't you put a prawn on in the timber? Anytime I try not to, uh, I don't use prawns. It's dry during the wet season, to be honest. Yeah. I'll always go back to my original gold bombers. Yep, or okay. Or there's another different type of gold bomber with a little bit of a black streak. It's in one of my videos. If you watch it, you'll see I've got it right up on the thumbnail. Okay. It's probably turned into one of my favourites. Yeah. the wet seasons, it's just the gold bombers. It's always worked for me back in the past since I was a little kid. Yeah. And I've always stuck with them, so... Definitely. Um, Brian's got himself into a bit of a, a craze, which is huge at the moment, surface fishing. Uh, but that wasn't really crazy. crazy. You're always something that's always uh, what you've enjoyed. Um, do you get into the surface side of things at all? Or? I only just recently started putting the frog on. Yep. And I've had some really good luck with the frog lately, just awesome. on those bigger tides. It's no good for your heart. <laughs> not at all that little first initial pop in front of you like holy oh. and then you just you're on and then yep and then you're just trying to keep it in, on yep. the end of your line so yeah it, look the hookup rate's not fantastic no um and you're not just stuck on the the frogs obviously <coughs> was it is it the slurp the Berkeley, Berkeley yeah, so slurp? The, the, the new ones the 120 slurp so they made the 65 and 85 mil and they're sort of more of a jungle perch um, yep. bass type of thing mm-hmm. um, but you know we we upgraded though 85s originally and I was using them for jungle perch and barrow but yeah. they're just a little bit small a little bit um, quiet for sure so they've just yeah made the big one they've owners because it, it's pure fishing as a whole so owner has stopped bringing in the tango dancer yep uh, and tango dancer was the big name was a 115 I think it was yep. yeah and um and yeah, they're they were a great lure and still are, of course. Yes. Um, and yeah, Berkeley come out with the with the one twenty, which is a lot better casting for sure. Um, and you know, ST sixty six owners, which are the strongest owners you can get. Yeah. Um, as standard plus one one piece wire construction as well. Yeah. Yep, that's amazing. And it's it, uh, while you're um, t- talking Berkeley, we should remind our listeners that um, the fishing show, the NQ Fishing Show, has been incredibly fortunate to pick up another incredible sponsor, which is um, Pure Fishing, um, something that you're heavily involved in. And so you should be. And, and I'm hoping that they're gracious for having your support because um, a lot of people who um, weren't aware of the slurp and so forth are now aware of it through what you do with your um, YouTube page or the likes of um, the warehouse putting your photos up with it and yeah. so forth. So yeah, you enjoy being part of it? Yeah, it is good and it, and, it, and it gives you a bit of a say in what happens. Like a lot of the, um, a lot of other manufacturers and lure manufacturers and tackle manufacturers down south yeah. are more focused on, uh, you know, jewfish, snapper, uh, cod, things like that. But mm. they don't really make them to the strength that we have up here so that's something that i have a bit of a say in right so especially with one piece wire things like that you know if you you were to throw your lure on a on a rock for you know for any sake and you had a fish on there and whatever and it it broke your lure in the process yeah you've still got the fish on because the one piece wire through the lure is still connected so you're not going to lose everything no for sure as you go on and and st66 owners that's just something that everyone's done here in in towns or north queensland anywhere up mm. up north to to try and make them barra strong yeah and you know you can use other stuff like um 
there's a myriad AKs and all sorts of stuff yeah. but but yeah onus sd66s if you were going across the pine dam originally back mm. in back in when it sort of first become a sort of a meter fish haven yeah it was sd66s or nothing else no there fair was nothing cool. else available you know yeah yeah, no, makes pure sense, mate. Uh, and pure fishing itself, what do they consist of? Like, there's there's Abu Garcia, so there's Abu Pen, yep, uh, <coughs> Shakespeare, Ugly Stick. Um, there's uh, also a fly company as well. Yep. Um, uh, what else we got? Um, Obviously, apparel and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So there's there's a, a list of everything. Owner is obviously one of them as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just a list of heaps of things that you know you can you can use at your at your disposal. So you can uh, say with the Berkeley stuff, you got lures, you got lines, you've got scents, you've got bags, you've got you know tackle box within Plano and everything as well. So yeah. Awesome. All right, fantastic. Guys, we're just about at 7.30, so we're going to go to our first song in an ad break. So in that time, you guys are going to be able to get your bingo numbers in. You're going to keep me very, very busy. I'm just going to go through 1 through to 100 today, so you'll be 1, 2, 3, etc., etc. Um, our number for our brand-new listeners, give us a call, 472-44-824. I'll give you that number one more time. You got your pen? It is 47244824. If you are struggling a little bit at the moment and life's getting to you, please call 131114, which is the lifeline number. These guys can make a massive difference to your world, and uh, please don't hesitate to give them a call. All right, I'm going to play a little bit of Eddie Vedder for you, which is live. He's doing a Tom Petty song, and uh, you'll only get music like this on this station. That's 4K1G. No other station plays it.
this is Gary from the NQ Fishing Show. And g'day, this is Marty. Come and join us live every Saturday morning from 7am for three hours of the best fishing show around. We have great characters like Andrew Eddinghausen, Merv Hughes, Michael Guest, Alex Julius and a host of local talent. We've also got some great prizes to give away with our weekly bingo draw. So come on and join us every Saturday morning from 7 o'clock. You'll have a ball. The NQ Fishing Show, live Saturdays from 7 on 4K1G. With the COVID-19 lockdowns coming to an end, it's time to book your escape to Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Lucinda Fishing Lodge is North Queensland's best kept secret and only a short drive from Townsville. Take your family, take your mates and take your boat. With unlimited kilometres of the Hinchinbrook Channel to explore or just a short trip to the Great Barrier Reef, the time to book is now. Lucinda Fishing Lodge, what a great escape. Lucinda Fishing Lodge, station sponsor. When you're a builder and your father and grandfather were builders before you, it's definitely in your blood. Homes by DJ Jones brings that experience and passion to every home. Homes by DJ Jones build quality homes at a true turnkey price with no hidden extras. If you're looking for peace of mind when you build, see their new display home at Harris Crossing featuring the new Tesla Powerwall. Homes by DJ Jones. Your home, your future, their reputation. Station sponsor. Everything you need to keep your car driving well and looking great. You'll find it at Cheaper Auto Spares. Performance parts, tools and accessories, spare parts and the best prices in town. Cheaper Auto Spares, locally owned and operated in the big black and yellow building, Ingham Road, Carbet. Station sponsor. You looking for a deadly deal on a used car or four-wheel drive? Then get styled up in your new rig from Motorco. Motorco always looking after our mob with great pricing, proper good after-sale service and all our vehicles come with warranty. Too right? Why go anywhere else? Motorco, Bowen Road, Ross Lee, station sponsor. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Good morning and welcome back to the 4K1G Fishing Show. That first half hour was more than enlightening and went super quick. We're going to keep talking with the boys. Uh, let's go back to this YouTube competition. What have you planned to do with your side of things, Ryan? Well, for, for us, we watched the first Topwater Invitational, so it's with, um, you know, Johnny Brooks, Blagic Pursuit, yep. um, and a list of other people. I think there's, like, real real destinations, I think it is. There's a yep. heap of, so most yeah, of it's... Andy's Fishing, wasn't it? Andy's Fishing as well, that's right. Yep. yep. So most of it is... Um, Good old Andy's fishing. We've oh, had Andy yeah. on the show. Oh, he's, a, he's, <laughs> he's different. He's a cracker. Yeah. He's, he's good, great to he, watch, but... Yeah. But he's doing what we all want to do. He's right. travelling and fishing, and that's what I, we I love. I must him. admit, I don't watch cooking segments mm. on any show. I hate them. I don't think they should be on a fishing show. Yeah. But I don't mind what Andy does with his cooking sometimes. Yeah. And he's he got does a, some he's, unusual <coughs> stuff. He's got to be um, applicable to anyone, you know? Yeah. So he's if, incredibly eccentric. Yeah, I, th- I think... The, the best videos of Andy's fishing I've watched, um, other than the Prosper one he done with uh, Mark Berg when Mark Berg was start, uh, first starting out, yeah. um, is Saratoga. It's yeah. awesome. He just goes in a kayak and surface fishes and it's oh, just explosions. Yeah. And I thought, man, that's what you should have showed in the top water. That was awesome. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, But, you know, with, with all the other guys, I thought, there's no barra in here. Like, and for us being barra fish, I mean, like, we don't mind GTs. They're awesome fish. But Boring. I just thought, man, barra <laughs> are, like, so much more exciting than, a, than you know, than a GT. And I thought, you know, and then when this comp come up, I thought, yeah, well, Let's let's have a crack at that and try and put some surface fishing and all right. And you know, one of the most difficult things is is um, you know coming up with a 
with a storyline what you what you actually want to want to sort of approve with the video and and yep um fish and surface everywhere so like yep. everyone goes oh, or even the comp rules said oh you don't have to fish surface mm. you, you can you can do whatever but i thought if you're gonna do it do it do it properly and yeah fair you cool. know, and just everywhere you go fish surface just don't do anything different was it a success yeah well we we actually got covid during the, the time <laughs> um so challenging yeah and and it was a little bit of a challenge because yeah it, it this time it actually you know give me a good crack the last time covid did, did nothing at all but yeah yeah this time it gave me a, a solid run so yeah we um yeah we we did the you know did the best we could and and, and fished all the local areas and yeah, I think it. I think it comes through. Fantastic. Did you get good. everything in one trip, or did, was there a few trips to get your footage? Uh, there was one that um, Mick did by himself, and then we did one one together. Yeah. Um, and then we were going to do a another section to that, but it sort of you only got ten minutes to fit it in. So okay, so it is a ten minute long episode. Yeah. So they're gotcha. all ten minutes. It's like ninety films to watch so there's a hell of a lot to get through i've got wow. through 52 52 yeah and it's a lot <laughs> yeah yeah is there some good stuff there there is some some good stuff there's a lot of um uh good footage i, I suppose now if joe blow wants to watch it they have to pay don't they yeah so it's 25 dollars yep for 90 yep. videos oh eh? yeah i think it's is it six month access yeah six months access and you're also getting the draw to win um cash prizes too right oh cool yeah. So yep. I don't know exactly when the next Topwater Invitational is. Do you know it all? Oh, I think it's usually around the June, July. Yeah, point. so you might... You, would your six months cover that? Or? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it does. even tells you it does, I think. So. Yeah, okay. What area did you choose? I won't say exactly where I fish. No, but, but area. But if, Northern, Southern? Oh, around town, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, not too far from town. And, and yep. you know, it's it's other people's areas. So yeah. If, no, if, fair enough. If they know where it is, that's cool. Yeah. You know, but I'm not going to come out and say directly where it was but yep. yeah they, can, no, no. Um, yeah, they cool. can work it out from there and 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 our um our next um trip well for the top water invitation will be in uh Proserpine. okay so i think just having meat along barra with with everything you do is just mm. yeah going to be awesome and the visual in that dam is just that you know the, it the is an incredibly special. visual dam isn't it it's yeah. it's, it's a, just an excitement machine yeah. and and we're we're learning more and more about it and where they are and if you find a bit of weed that's on the surface you've got a good chance okay. and everything is about stealth in it and height you'll mm. watch a lot of these guys like we've got some pretty cool barrow boats and whatever but stick a big awful box or esky or whatever you got to do to raise yourself above your standard height you want to be as high as you can and that's what they do you see in these mm. videos they'll stand very carefully on on top of an esky so they're actually two and a half three foot higher and it's amazing that's a you, you've you've um, basically made a, a tuna tower yeah well, which is what tuna tower the, the, them big towers on cabin cruises that's what they're for they're not for looks or whatever they're for to find tuna or the marlin or bait schools or so forth exactly the same sort of uh, uh, process with barramundi fishing you want to get that height and um and it, it works that way yeah well so normally um when the dam's at its l lower levels you know it's still yeah. still reasonably high but it sort of comes in off the banks and you've got points and 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 so forth well the last time i went there that did not exist no it was like two and a half meters higher if not three meters higher in places yeah and places that were points were no longer points they were now flats yeah and the drop off of the creek was now 20 meters yeah 25 meters back yep and the water was black 
<laughs> and it was overcast and blowing 25 knots. Yeah. And yeah, it was it was difficult, but we just used wind currents, moon times as well. So you mm. you know your heights of your moon, you got your um, major and minor times, which is what you go back on the old almanac. On the new one, it's it's a little bit different. Um, they give you a major uh, minor time as a major time and a major time as a minor time so it's quite <laughs> confusing to work out they've already added the bit. 20 minutes so that's an afn one yep so if you are trying to calculate everything back off the new afn one you've got to add sorry you've got to um subtract so they've already added the 20 minutes to the time for for your region and yep. then you've got to subtract um you know moon below you've got to subtract two hours moon above you've got to subtract an hour <gasps> and then add an hour and, <laughs> then, and then if you're Back if you're looking for the uh major times which they call the minor times are actually an hour and a half before the time given minus the 20 minutes god knows why they've added 20 minutes of that because all of my listeners have just <laughs> yeah you've, you've lost so. them like, <laughs> that seems like a lot to take on board but it is what it is isn't it and yeah, it's just it's it just calculations over time and yep. fishing our river and in, in a stock place where you know you've got weirs and, and and other places like other places just outside of town mm. those times don't matter whatsoever you're too close to the salt and and the only times that those times don't matter is when there's flow yeah okay it's just when there's no flow that that gravitational thing yeah it works on works on fish. it's an amazing place especially like to fast actually fast for me the last time i went to fast it took me 40 minutes to get my boat out of the water do you know why the lineup no because <laughs> a bloody bull at the top of the boat oh, ramp, oh, right. and the bull wouldn't let me <laughs> move no no he kept every time i go to the left he'd walk to the left and uh, i think he was <laughs> harmless but i was scared of it i've got a photo of a big big massive white one yeah. and its horns were huge so i wasn't messing there's with a it. lot of them a lot of them because see i no matter what anyone does everyone goes oh yeah we'll go to fast point oh we'll do this we'll do that or we'll fish the float line or whatever yeah i just always have always never change i'll just go straight up the riverbed mm. and i'll just pick my points up there and i'll just look at the wind current and go yep it's blowing in there if it's not blowing mm. you'll see him on the surface but when it's blowing you won't yeah you won't see much at all it's pretty much um just Pen- a- pandanus for me but that's yeah, only okay. because that's where I had my most success. So yeah, okay. I remember the tournament when I was lucky enough to win um, the tournament, uh, the Faust Invitational. I went to Pandanus and um, I got 16 bites for the weekend. Not one drop fish. I got all 16. <laughs> it was just pure ass. Yeah, well, I dropped five in a row last time. And they, yep. were, all, they were all like one 10s, one 20s. And I'm like, man, this is this is silly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I only caught three meteries out of them 16, but I got some 90s and yeah. some 80s. And, and um, they were just good point scorers for B- me. Biggest one, I think, that I remember hooking in there is about 1.4. Yeah, so that's massive, a monster. That's massive incredible shoals fish. and everything, yeah. So yep. it was pretty full on. Just and these guys superstitious. I used very, to do th- very like, superstitious. A lot of fishermen are. Hmm. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I try not to be. I won't have a banana in my boat. <laughs> I've put the banana in the boat. I know you have. <laughs> Just to try it You've out. eaten I, the bloody I, thing on film. <laughs> for, for, me, for me, it's noise. If you start opening your mouth, please shut up and let's fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it does my head in. Same as having yeah. the radio on while you're fishing. I get the kids in the boat and they're yeah. jumping off the front thing yeah. and push it in the boat. Oh, but when you've got the kids in the boat, you've got a different yeah, hat on. You so just know it's So not I've got gonna. the poly, but I've got aluminium platforms in it. Yeah. And you just tap on that platform. And yep. I just think, man, you, you're on top of the fish now. Yeah. And you only just got to, you know, one fish comes up and goes, oh, yeah, there's a bait. And then tap on the on the, on the the deck and then it's gone. gone. That's it. Yeah. You know? 
Yep, it makes so. a big difference. Hey, I want to ask you guys a question. Um, Al asked a question uh, <laughs> while we're in the ad break, and I wasn't able to answer it, but... He, he can't cast a, a cast net or anything, so and he wants to lure. But it's a bit of an interesting question, this one. So, like, on a Padnoster rig, something in a tide, do you know of anyone who drops a, a Padnoster rig with an artificial bait? More, so it just swims More in on the, the reef, tide. I've yeah, seen I've that. I've seen it on the reef. And on the reef? And I've seen people do it on neap tides in... In holes like uh, but know, is like the fish gonna or something. is the artificial gonna wobble on a neat tide? Wouldn't you need the current? Well, if you use a curly tail or something like yeah, that, something that enough. works yeah. by itself without having that much um, yeah. impartial action, you know, like yeah. what would you tell Al? What what lure like um, if he's gonna use a padnoster? Yeah, if he's gonna use a padnoster and he wants to catch a barra, what artificial bait could you suggest? The like it? <laughs> yeah, probably the prawn. The prawn hey, I'd hold in my hand, just jig it up and down slowly. Yeah, and then you'd get the prawn yeah, working I, I because the prawn with the shape of it, even yeah. in the current, actually does the th- slow. Very. I think, it, I think if you if you there you go, what, Al. What use Matt, the prawn. What Matt was saying, if you had more of a something that floats up a little bit or yeah, something absolutely. like that. So if the if the prawn sort of floats by itself without any weight, yeah, and then you know you could even do that you know, three way swivel or whatever mm. if you really wanted to, and then you could do it like um, I think DOA did a. Mm. Did uh, rigging like that? I think it was. Well, that's where that amazing. Remember, if anyone comes up with this, I come up with the idea. So I want a bit of the coin. <laughs> like we we're talking about the suspender dots to to keep the lures down. Mm. And then I thought last week. Well, there's so many lures that we wish. Oh man, I wish that slowly rise instead of slowly sunk. So I come up with this idea of having a, a, a sticker with a bubble so that it rises. Mm. You know, like we've got all these weights. And like you said there with the prawn, as long as the prawn floats up, what if you put a little bubble sticker on it that keeps it... Or a bit of foam about or it. something. Yeah, a bit just, of foam, anything. Yeah. It would, And I'm sure someone out there has got it, but I'm taking it. Well, if you have a look <laughs> at the fly, you know, the um, popper flies, you know, the, the yeah. pieces of foam, you can just, just crack one of those off and throw it on there. And For sure. It's, it's, it's fully floating. Yeah, well, there, would you use a little bit of um, scent or anything? Gulp scent's pretty good. Yeah. Um, there's... A fair few different versions of it. There's like a paste um, in yeah. a tube, and then there's a new one which um, is in a bucket. Just don't put your nose in there. No, <laughs> fish like it, but just don't put your nose in there. It I rigs. love using sand. <laughs> you, you, you oh, do absolutely. They're, yep. Because you'll see the barrel. They always come up, and it's like they're sniffing the lure behind it. Right. Before they strike. Yep. And if you got that scent, I think even if they taste it when they first initially hit the, they won't spit it straight away. Okay. They'll taste the. They won't taste the plastic, you should say. What's your scent of choice? I usually go, I can't remember what mine's in the boat, to be honest. Um, I do like the dizzy. I just, I just pick a random one. I'm, I'm a simple fisherman. Yeah. I won't get too technical for a lot of things. Yeah, fair cool. I find the scent that's on the shop, but that gulp stuff's probably one of the really good ones. Yeah. How often do you apply? Oh, as often as I can. If I if I forget, I forget. But if I'm okay. sitting there, if I see it in the tackle box, I'm like, oh, the scent. Yep. Got to put the scent on. Got to put the scent on. Yeah. How do you, when you finish with your prawns um, and you're using them for the next trip, how how do you, re, do you put them back in their packets? I, I put mine back in my packets and I keep a staple on board because I, does my head in having a slight bend in the tail or anything? Yeah, I, so, I try to put them back in the packet, but. If you go through my tackle box right now, there's a handful just sitting in there. Yep. And I will reuse them, and I'll have caught fish on them again. Remembering that they can't sit side by side. They will melt That's together. That's right. That's right. They're yep. always separate. But the legs go on. Like, the, if the legs really bend a lot, yep. 
I'd probably like, okay, that's a bin job. So Yeah, for sure. And uh, that's the thing. That's the, the one thing that you've got to um, look after with the prawns, guys, is uh, not bending them legs up and so forth. So if you're putting them in a normal tackle box and you lay them upside down or whatever so that they're on their back and the legs are sticking up, when you put that lid down, if that lid's folding them legs, next trip, them le- legs are going to remain folded. That's right. And it's just a bad look. And it will affect the way the prawn swims. Absolutely, even the way it glides back down. Yeah, so So. I would love a tackle company to bring it. You know how we've got them trays now and they're curved like a half half moon Mm. and they sit in there. But then still you put them down the lid and they bend. Why don't a tackle company make a deeper one, one that's an inch and a half deep with foam sides, you push your prawn down there, that's it. What I did with a lot of the um, Berkeley stuff is I pulled the casing out that was in the packet, yes, and then placed that in the yeah. tackle box. And you can do that. that. Top. That's a really yeah. good idea, and that seemed to be yeah, mm. that seemed to work. What about um, Matt? What with um, obviously you used to using prawns. You're saying you've used surface now for this. This is for this video. Yeah, uh, well, I use. I started using it just to, just prior to the the competition. Yep. Is that like a thought process in going in the comp or? No, not necessarily. I just had really good success prior to the video with the frog. Yeah, right. And I thought, you know, it is top water invitational, so I might as well keep going with the frog. Yeah, yeah. And not only that, the day, I only had one day. I work a lot in kids, you know, so I had the one day to make the film. They said you can use old film, I think, thank God for that. (laughs) But I went out and it was similar ties to the, and I was just floating the boat. I was just drifting, literally drifting, and I was just hearing barrels buffing around me on this major intersection i thought okay bring out the frog this mm. is going to be great because it literally pelted down rain on me that day i thought this is not going to be a good day you know mm. so yep. but they were they were hitting and you can hear them you can hear them halfway up the creek when they hit those yep. top, top water mullet or whatever they're hitting yeah i put the prawns on um, the frog straight on yep and then the tide stopped i thought okay they've gone quiet Yep. Move around the sounder, and I found they all went back down into this one hole, into this one section. So I put the prawn straight back on again for it. Mm-hmm. So, but no, it wasn't it wasn't just for the competition. It was it was just prior to this competition, I had some really good success in the local area too with the yep. frog. Yep. And I oh, that that feeling of getting one with, on the frogs, it's just incredible. It's addictive. It is super addictive, and I literally have a rod in the boat now with the frog on it constantly. Really? Oh, absolutely. Because if you yep. hear him buffing on top of the surface, are it's you on. spin or baitcaster? Oh, mainly baitcaster. Yeah. Whereas a lot of the other guys who do it full time, a, a spin, and I'm so like, I just can't get my get head around that. Yeah. So what's your rig on your on on your frogs, or what are you using in general? Oh, I just got the TT hooks with the chin lock. Yep. And that's all I got with with the frogs. And I do the loop knot. I always yeah. do so the loop knot. So that so that's the chin hook's got a slight weight on it. Yes, yeah, slight weight to and keep it, it up the it, right way. It keeps the frog down a little bit, but when you pull it up, yeah, it, it always comes up. Yeah, and it's it's easier to cast with that little bit of weight. And, the and chin lock. Gotcha. And that's a what is it a Z man or something with that TPE material or? Uh, I think it is a Z man frog because I just grab them out of the. the fishing warehouse or one of the yeah. brilliant ones if you can never get your hands on them is the zoom horny toad zoom horny toad is it w- was first put on the map um in faust with oh god forget his name now jason jason uh, wilhelm wilhelm yeah. 
with the Steep with the sailing, yeah. yeah yeah with the speed the burn across the surface yeah. and um, they were using zoom horny toads you just said look and remembering it was pretty fresh on the market we're going back how far ago now man 12 13 years oh, easy then the squidgy bullfrogs and yeah. it just eventually so they uh, that. so they developed from there mm. and uh, the beauty about the zoom horny toads is that it was rounded almost like a, a pilot boat so as opposed to the bullfrogs which are more of a doom, doom, this was a brr, and um, the, the the ignition by it, or, or mm. you know, the, it was absolutely fantastic. And I know I've mentioned this on this show a few times, so so that those who have learned it, sorry for being repetitious, but Jason said um, the, the speed, what he come up with, and his analogy for it was, if, if, if there's a cat in the kitchen and the, and the mouse walks past the cat dead slow and just walks by, the cat will look at it mm. and sort of be curious and, and watch it, but. Two minutes later, if that same cat <laughs> burns across that kitchen floor and a thousand miles an hour to get underneath the fridge, the cat's going to go berserk. It's going to jump up and it wants it. And he said, I fought the same way about the barra. So I'm thinking barra dead slow. Everything's dead slow. Bloop, bloop, over it and the frog. And like, oh, they're looking at it. But they're so, oh. And he, he got frustrated. So he threw it. It was in the wrong area. So he's tearing it back in at a million miles an hour. Next minute, this barra's come up and just absolutely annihilated it. And he went, oh. And everything's clicked in the gear from there. Speed, mm. speed, speed, mm. speed. And that, you know, a bit off subject, but there is nothing more incredible than watching a metre plus barra come up at speed after your frog over a shallow weed bed. Because it, it, think of it, for those who haven't seen it, it's exactly the same as a submarine that's just about to come out of the water. So you massive just, bow yeah, wave, yeah, this yeah. massive bow wave that comes up and the water sits over the cone of the barra's head. And um, the excitement is just absolutely insane. It's just sort of like grown men are, are, are cheering like boys. It's, it's I've amazing. Done, I've done a hell of a lot of stuff with frogs and, and especially yep. trying to, you know, um, even before sponsorship, during sponsorship, whatever, I'm always looking for something different or something else or, or whatever. So we... Um, when I was first looking at frogs, I like, oh, to get different frogs, sort of get something similar to, say, the, the Zoom horny toads or... Mm. Or the old squidgies or whatever, um, but actually, sorry, Zoom's older than squidgies, but you get what I mean. Yeah. Uh, and you know, then the Z man's coming after that. Right, and, uh, uh, keep going. I just want to take a call in case someone's got a question. I'm hoping it's a question. All right, let's uh, try. Good morning, fishing show. Good morning, Marty. It's Jeff. Hey, Jeff. G'day, buddy. Have you got a question for the boys? Ah, uh, no, mate. No. Not okay. at the moment. Just the number, mate. Uh, number 11, Jeff. 11 for me and 1 for Sue, please. And Sue. Done. 12. 12. Beauty. Thanks, Thanks mate. Eh? Have a good weekend, you, eh? You too, buddy. Thanks for listening. Bye. Yes. Oops. Oops. Sorry, Jeff. I didn't mean to hang up <laughs> on you there. No, keep going. Yeah, so um, I sort of got a habit of trying to find stuff, just going over to the states and having a look at everything they've got they've always got more than what we've got and more newer stuff you know yep and um i end up having a look on um tacklewarehouse.com i think is the okay. shop that i normally go off they're sort of the most reliable they yep. pretty much deliver it to australia in five days right and they've got like when you look at their lure selection they've got like baits set out it's a little bit Maybe difficult to understand, but just go through it and you'll you'll get the idea. Yeah. Um, but I originally got um, uh, the Berkeley, the new one's called the Berkeley Buzz and Speed, but the old one was the Rib Toad. Yep. And they they look literally like they've got um, like rib legs coming off the back of it, mm. and they've got hook style legs. 
and they actually look like a red claw. Okay. And most of them actually do, but uh, when they're swimming backwards, of course. Mm. But I've rigged them everywhere from completely unweighted to putting an eight-o hook in them, depending on what what size frog you've got. The, yeah. The uh, rib toads were a lot, um, a lot bigger than the the buzz and speed and a lot of the other ones. Okay. But um, but their their legs were more flexible, so they sort of just seemed to go everywhere. But when I was in the creek, I sort of thought, what are they taking the bloody thing as? Because they were smashing it. No matter where you went, you're just like, man, this is ridiculous. And I fish mainly the back of the creeks, not as as much at the mouth. Yeah. Um, on the right tide and so on and so forth. But um, and. I'm just like, what is it with these frogs? Why are they out fishing everything else? Like, no matter what you threw, you could throw a paddle tail, you could throw a prawn, you could throw whatever. For me, it was the frogs. It was just yep. mental. Yep. Um, not always the best hookup rate every time, but it was bigger fish more so, and it was jacks and barra yeah. and cod even. There was nothing that sort of got out of the way. Yeah. And um, and I thought, man, what is it? And I, and I kept looking. I thought, oh, maybe it's a mud skipper coming across the surface, or maybe, maybe it's, um, you know... Maybe it looks like a fish, or maybe it looks like something, you know, or, or a prawn. And then, and then I sort of thought, you know, there's a lot of crabs. Like when the tides run out, the crabs push up to the surface, and their nippers are continuously swimming, and their back legs are swimming. And if you if you watch jacks, they absolutely smash crabs. Yes. And I thought maybe maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I still don't know, but it definitely works. If I see the the crabs on the end of the mangroves just hanging there, yeah, and you're like. Yeah, and then you'll see the jacks sort of almost go vertical and and buff them off the uh, you know crack. They're them amazing, the, um, isn't it? Off the sticks, yeah. Yeah, and you can see where they've hit them, can't you? Yeah, on the, the red on the marks on the, the mangrove. Yep. Yeah, that's great. A, 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 it's the little things to look for. That's right. Yeah, and little and things. I think you know there's there's so much different stuff. So if you're casting spin, you'd want to cast them unweighted. Yeah. Or very lightly weighted. If you're doing them with a bait cast, you know quarter ounce or whatever, and you can sink them down if you're if you're fishing over structure. Um, you know, a, a big snag or whatever, you can work that whole frog through the snag. It doesn't have to be just worked on the surface, and you can virtually do exactly the same retrieve what Matt's using with the prawns. Yes. So, oh, no. So some, sorry, some brands you can't do that with. But, <coughs> right. But uh, the power bait um, version, which will be the same as the horny toad or, or whatever else yep. there is out there, um, but it'll be the same with that, where, where the plastic actually can sink down. Yes. Um, whereas if you've got a floating plastic like a I don't know, like a Z-Man or any yeah. other that use that type of material, you probably probably won't be able to to do that Sink or not. Down. Well, yeah. not not as not as fast anyway. They'll, they'll yeah. it'll it'll slow them up a lot. So I tell you a couple of lures that you've got to get into your tackle box, guys. Moving away from the prawns for for one sec. That's the the shimmer shad. Absolutely insane. I love them. What they do. I've got to be honest with you. I, I prefer the smaller size, the three inch. Yep. Um, three inch dead slow roll. That that tail action is just out of control you get a four or five and a six inch um still brilliant but the, i think you might have to manipulate them maybe pimp them up a bit cut a little bit of the the uh, shimmer place. shrimp on it yeah no shimmer shad oh, okay the yep. shads yeah yeah, yeah yeah brilliant the shimmer shrimp is the second one yep. that, which are, are, are brilliant i'm not sure if you've watched how them guys drop in the pool but mm. um the amount of takes that you get the difference between let's say a um a prawn and a, and a shimmer shrimp is that uh, the prawn is forgiving whereas a shimmer shrimp you 
throw it into the guts of the timber, yeah. you say goodbye to that prawn. <laughs> but if you're using it in an open and sort of area, they are absolutely fantastic and they work really, really well. Hey, team, it's uh, 8 o'clock and uh, we're going to go to a song and an ad break. And when we come back, we will talk to Mick from Motorco if he is available. I'll give him a try during the ad break. In the meantime, let's have a look uh, for tonight. For those who are crazy enough to want to go for fish, you can tell it's the weekend because it's a southeasterly at 15 to 20 knots are turning easterly during the afternoon and evening. The seas are around 1 metre. They'll be increasing the 1 to 1.5 metres outside of the reef, so basically shit. The swell easterly 1 to 1.5 metres outside the reef, de- decreasing to around 1 metre during the afternoon. Um, it is mostly sunny, so there's a little bit of moisture around. Now, I did mention a southeasterly 15 to 20 knots. In uh, a barra person's mind, what does that mean to you guys? Is the southeasterly a shutdown? You just don't mind it? I don't really care which way the direction of wind's coming from. Yeah, okay. Uh, if I'm in the creek. And yep. it probably will make a difference with, you know, fishing the mouth of a creek or right inside the creek or, you know, not going around the front and getting to the open snags and just... Yep. Know, going up as far but the tide's got to be aligned with that as well you can't right. um, fair enough i'll pick any i'll pick certain creeks on certain winds okay because i know i can hit certain banks are you a believer that certain wind directions will shut the barrows I down i don't think so i've never had okay that that's interesting that's just I, some people no do. that's fair enough i just know certain creeks with certain banks yep and when it's blowing a northerly, I can go to that creek because I know that bank's going to be nice and calm. For sure. While I'm fishing it. So I know my good friend Nighty from... It's a good from, tide. It's a good tide. From D- G- G&T Fishing School and Charters. He's big on barometric pressure. And I, I, I'm big on barra pre- pressure. Um, do you follow that at all? Yeah, well, I think I said to you, Marty, last time that if... I'm not going to mention where we are or what's going on, but if the wind's going in a certain way, the bait won't be sitting there. Yeah. And um, and and on the tides as well, but in general, like in in one area, say if the if the wind was blowing a northeast out the front, yeah, they'd be up the creek. Gotcha. If it was blowing a southeasterly, you get blocked there. The yep. bait would still sit there. I think it's more so where the bait's going Getting to where the in. than where the um, bar are actually wanting to be. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. All right, beautiful. All right, let's go to this song in the nab break. I'm going to play a song. Believe it or not, this song is actually about drug addiction, So, and most people don't realise that. Enjoy. We'll be back with you shortly.
Destroyer boats are built for North Queensland conditions. Higher sides, wider and deeper. Built strong, built to last, built to fish. Flagship Destroyer boats are only available at Townsville Marine. All powered by Yamaha Outboards with Yamaha Finance and Insurance. With models from the 435 Creek boats to the mighty 730 hardtop models and everything in between. There's a Destroyer boat at Townsville Marine to suit your fishing. Destroyer boats, Yamaha, Townsville Marine. Station sponsor. Is your ute wearing protection? Speedliner is the world's toughest spray-on liner, providing strength and reliability for a wide range of applications. Speedline this, speedline that. Extend the life of your ute tray with Speedliner. Available now at Cool Cars and Customs. Station sponsor. With the COVID-19 lockdowns coming to an end, it's time to book your escape to Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Lucinda Fishing Lodge is North Queensland's best kept secret and only a short drive from Townsville. Take your family, take your mates and take your boat. 
with unlimited kilometres of the Hinchinbrook Channel to explore or just a short trip to the Great Barrier Reef. The time to book is now. Lucinda Fishing Lodge, what a great escape. Lucinda Fishing Lodge, station sponsor. Every day's a good day. Stop wishing. Sponsor. You know, I used to love going walkabout, but ever since that Motorco mob delivered me my four-wheel drive, I stopped walking. Thanks to Motorco, I now prefer to drive about. They even arrange finance. Just to let you know, you need a new rig, you should go with Motorco. Station sponsor. Summer is coming. Is your car up to scratch or do you need to have your windows down? ALEC is offering free AC checks and quotes to make sure you're ready to handle this summer. If it's your car or your four-wheel drive, no job is too big or too small for ALEC. Search ALEC today and book your free aircon check today. Station sponsor. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Yes, and good morning and welcome back to the 4K1G Fishing Show. We're at 10 past 8, which means it's that time of the morning when we cross to Mick, one of our great sponsors from Motorco. Good morning, Mick. How are you, buddy? Good morning, Marty. Good morning, listeners. How are you all doing? Oh, fantastic. How are you doing this morning? Mate, beautiful day today. The weather's got a little change to it, which is um, really good. It, get away from that, uh, that humidity and the... And that searing heat, so it's a nice morning this For morning. For sure. Cool. I was just talking to Zach and a few others from Blue Water and a little bit outside of Townsville, and I was saying that they can feel that there's a, a bit of a change in the temperature. Yeah, a little bit late, but it's good. It's good to have the rain that we've had, so uh, the place looks lovely and gives the creeks a bit of a flush out, but uh, no, it's a beautiful day today. It is. Hey, guess what? Yeah. I've got a dad joke. I found, oh. I'm going to steal Gaz's thunder here. All yeah, right. Righto. So this dun beetle walks into a bar. And the dumbbell goes up to the bartender and he says, is that stool taken? <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on. Oh, oh, oh no, no. <laughs> how, bad, how bad is that? Oh, but I tried. Yeah, that's, pretty, that's pretty bad. No, it was good, mate. You had a try and that's the main oh, thing. That's, yeah. that's the main thing. Did you just give me an encouragement award? No. <laughs> <laughs> you should get one. You need it. <laughs> I will need it. Hey, what's on the lot today for us to look at, Mick? I, I sent you a photo earlier, but I've got a 2015 Holden Colorado 7. So it's like the, it's a, the wagon version of the Colorado. It's a seven seater. Yep. Uh, it's the LTZ. It's got the leather trim. Um, this one's been done up and ready to go off road. So it's got the side awnings off it. It's got the lift kit. It's got the big wheels, automatic, turbo diesel. Uh, it's got all the fruit on it. Made a very, very tidy car. And um, today it's only uh, twenty nine nine ninety drive away. Wow, that sounds like a fantastic price. Yes, yeah, I've, I've parked it on the on the footpath here at the outside the yard on Bowen Road. So yeah, you, you can't you can't you can't miss it as you drive past. It's got a nice big set of black wheels on it and it's a lift kit and it's got a, a three inch exhaust in it too. So it sounds tough and it goes well. So well, uh, it sounds sexy but, indeed. Oh, you must have sent it to yeah. Gaz because I haven't got it on my phone, and he he's uh, been ignorant. Oh, no, I sent it through. To, I sent it through to your uh, your Facebook chats. Oh, righto, righto. Yeah. I'm with you now. 
Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So what else has been going on in the yard? You sold a few cars this week? Yeah, mate, yeah. It hasn't been too bad at all. So uh, we got to, I, need some, I need some stock as well. So as I said in the past, if anyone's got anything they want to sell, I'm happy to have a look at it for them. And uh, I can pay same day. So uh, if, if we agree on a price, I'm happy to buy it. So if it's a good, tidy car, I'm ready to look for stock. So uh, bring it on in. Yeah, it sounds anything. great. So, uh, yeah. Same day. But, um, no, I, I do need some more cars. So... Uh, that's a really the, uh, sexy looking car, that I love it. Look oh, at them mags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice big, fat, chunky wheels. Got a tow bar on it. Yep. The awning off the side and the snorkel. So yeah. It, it's all set up, ready to It's ready to go. Mate, but, uh, and a four wheel drive seven seater under thirty grand is uh, it's a little bit rare these days. So uh, that is a little bit well, rare. It, 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 especially with all the gear that's on this one. So. Uh, yeah. It's 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 not the standard one, so it looks the part, sounds the part, and uh, yeah, it's ready to go. That's one of the toughest looking SUVs I've seen around in a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks good, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks fantastic, but, but and it can, looks like it's can in jump on our perfect webpage and have a look if you want. Motoco Townsville, so M O T O C O Motoco yep. Townsville. All the photos are up on there, so yep, if they want to have a look at what we're talking about. Uh, that's a, that's the yeah, car. Good-looking truck. Yeah, absolutely. You going fishing this weekend? Mate, in two minds, I'm telling my listeners, when um, anyone who cares to listen, that I'll probably drop the boat in the water tonight and go for a little bit of a bit oh, of a yes. fish. But, you know, it's 20 knots southwesterly, oh, which means I won't be able to do really? anything out the front. And, oh, 20 yeah. knots is a bit, bit, uh, bit rough, isn't it? Yeah, it is dropping the 10 to 15s tomorrow, which tells me some stage during the night it's going to drop out a little bit. But because it's been yep. 15 to 20s all day today, there's going to be too yep. much swell to do stuff like, you know how much I love trolling the walls on the outside and yeah, so yeah. forth. So that that becomes a bit out of play because you don't want a green one to lift you up and, and, and rest you on the rocks for all of the YouTubers <laughs> to uh, put me on a boat fails competition. You could make you famous, mate. But uh, yep. the tides have been huge this week, haven't they? Uh, they have been incredibly big, 4.1s, 4.2s. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's big for here. Like, I know yeah, they, that is big have, for here. 10-metre ones up in the Territory, <coughs> but uh, yep. three- and four-metre ones here are, are quite significant. So uh, Yeah, and that, that them sort of tides for me sort of throws any plan out that I or any fishing that I like to do. So if I am going to go for a fish, it's all headland fishing, go over and... Fish yeah, the tree line enough. somewhere, or even go over yeah. to Maggie and do that. But with four meter tides like that, where it's a pickable, if you've got a nice bommy or a, or a um, a wreck somewhere, that, that sometimes the finger mark can chew the heads off on those sort of tides. But yeah, then you're yeah, battling yeah. Mother Nature and the elements because you're going to make sure <laughs> that your offering gets to the bottom and doesn't end up over at Palm Island if you're at Maggie. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. Fair enough. So it sounds like my golf game, mate. Yes. I'm at the elements of the. I'm at the mercy of the elements as well. So. Yes, we all are with that. How has the game been? You shooting all no, right? Mate. No. 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 I'm having fun. That's all you need have to be fun. doing, buddy. Yeah, I've had my little mate Parksy there encouraging me as we go along, so uh, he's always good for a laugh. Ah, good job. I, 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 won't, I won't be playing with the big man this weekend. So, uh, Why? What's going on there? Oh, well, I, I can't get away from work early enough to play this Saturday, so uh, Parksy's going to have to ride solo unless... Uh, Where's unless Leon? Else jumps in. Uh, he's away in Brisbane for a, a concert down there or something for a few days, so... Uh, oh, damn him. He, 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 yeah. Well, there's Pet Shop Boys in town. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a Mardi Gras on somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Leon cruising down in his gold glitter dick togs. <laughs> oh, that'd be a sight to behold. <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave it right there where it is. Hey, Mick, what time are you shutting the doors today, buddy? 
Uh, we're here at 1 o'clock today, 1618 Bowen Road, opposite uh, the Rising Sun Shopping Complex and uh, Audi and Porsche. So drop in, say day. that Colorado sitting on the footpath. So if you, Won't if you miss drive it. and pass, pass, give us a toot and you'll see it there. It's a, it's a pretty good looking truck. So uh, it's it ready to go today, a seven seat four wheel drive uh, wagon under 30 grand. So uh, get in quick. Unbelievable. Good on you, Mick. Always yeah. fun right, having a chat. You're a good sport, mate. And thanks for your sponsorship, buddy. Have a good weekend. Good on you, bloke. Bye. See you guys. Bye. Yeah. Ah, there we go. Mick from Motorco. Now, I have a question for you gentlemen, if uh, you don't mind uh, taking a few questions. Here we go. Uh, this one. Hey, buddy, can you please ask the boys about using stinger hooks on the frogs for weed beds and open areas? If so, can you share it? So that question again. Can you talk about using stinger hooks on the frogs for weed beds and open areas? If so, can you share it? Now, first of all, explain a stinger hook for, for our listeners that aren't sure. Uh, it's just an extra hook that's um, sitting on the back that uh, improves your hookup rate, I guess. Yes. Or anywhere on the lure, really. Anywhere on the line of the lure. Anywhere where you can put it that doesn't affect the, the action of the lure? Pretty much, yeah. It can, yeah. Be, can be separate or tied as a different knot with a different piece of line or wire or anything like that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I don't use a stinger on a, on a frog, and I think it... It would um, it would play around too much with the action of the frog as well. Okay. Um, there it is, sort of takes away the benefit of being weedless, obviously. Yeah, but yeah. that's why he said overweed. And there's different there's different types of frogs. So obviously there's ones with a single hook, or there's ones with a double hook with like streamer legs off the back, so to speak. Yeah. And there's something that you could you could use. There is uh, a few of those now that almost have like fizzer legs on the back of them, like props, and yes. they, they do have a stinger rigged in with them yeah um that sits upright and that's probably the only way that you're going to get a, a stinger on something like that if the frog sits flat and, and it is a good question because if you're not throwing in the guts of mangroves mm. you're throwing over the top of weed beds for faust for instance mm. where they eat these frogs why not have a stinger if you can do it because mm. you're not being affected by timber i mean obviously you might pick up the odd little bit of weed but normally the weed is minimum an inch under yeah Pretty much in Faust, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be throwing anything with a stinger on it. Yeah. Um, or, or in any of the freshwater systems around around town, even in the Ross is the same. Yeah. With lily pads and things like that. Yeah, anything that can connect, it's you're, you're done, dusted. You may as well just go and throw a yeah. standard jig head on and. Okay. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No. What about you, cool. Matt? Yeah, I've seen some of the guys tuck them into the back of the frogs just for that bit extra. But like you said, you're just gonna. And yeah. then you touch, you're just going to drag it in with you. And you, you're going to have more time pulling weeds and whatever off lily pads off yeah. your lure than you are fishing. So. I know a lot of the guys are fans of putting stingers on the prawns. Do you? No, I've never put one because I'm usually burying them into the snags. Definitely. No, so, fair enough. And I'm always pushing the hook back inside the, the prawn with yep. that next cast. Too, yep. so. We've seen it with, um, with vibes where they push the, the hook right up into the plastic and, and, and sort of only use the one treble, I think. The one treble, A lot yeah, of yeah. Burdekin guys do it with the snags and everything that they fish and they sort of tuck it up and that gives them a little bit of weedless. I mean, if you really wanted to, I guess you could try that option maybe with a frog and put it in through the top or something. If you had a flat enough frog, you could maybe do it. I don't really know if that would improve your hookup rate. It's more where your rod angle is. So if, you're, if your rod angle is too low, um, and not lifted high enough, you're not going to get an instant um, uh, tension on your rod, in other words, when they hit it. We Sorry. Don't keep going. Trying to cut me off. I was trying to cut you off indeed. <laughs> yeah, so if you, you, your rod angle is like reasonably high, um, when that fish hits it, it's going to 
it's going to have tension straight away. If your rod tip's down yep. um, and you're sort of, depending on what you're using, but um, most people sort of, they get the buff and then they strike. Yep. Whereas when your rod tip's up, you've already got the strike and the hook's, you know, sent, you're sending it home straight away. So it's uh, and and sometimes you can have it sort of just above hip height as well, and you can and you can retrieve it like that, and you've got that angle of the hook set straight away. And and you know I'm not saying that we land every fish that that hits a lure because of doing that, but you know like I had that one trip at Faust there where you know five fish one after the other was just yeah. they were just I don't know sooks that day if you want to call them that. Yeah. They were just really um, almost a depressive feed where they'd eat it, yep. spit it. And bugger off, and you yeah. get one, you know, one hit wonders, and that's it. And that's you're it. Done. Yeah. Hey, we'll take this second. If anyone's got a question for the boys, call. Give us a call now and ask that question. We will take calls now because, as you know, we don't normally like to take calls uh, for bingo numbers and so forth while we're on air. It's a bit boring for everyone else. So, if you do have a question for the boys, give them a call now on four seven two double four eight two four, and I will take your calls if you've got a question. Oh. Well, let's have a talk about um, the gear that you lads are using now. Um, Matty, what rods do you like to use? Uh, Marty, I'm usually I'm a simple kind of guy. I don't try and spend too much money on my rods. I know you snap too reels. bloody many of the rods. I've got my gear pretty roughly, so I try and keep them under around the 200 mark. You know, so and they the, do, the budget the ones there. I've, I've found the Abu Max at the moment is really doing the job for me even yep. the abu style rod and the type of rod i like to use i like to use around the eight to ten kilos of stiffer stiffer rods yeah and a lot of people always like saying why is your rod you know the bigger rods so i just yep. like it when i feel that line that bar hit that tension on that line i'm right i'm, I'm able to just strike straight away yeah fair without enough. any flexible but during the fight it's a different if you have that flimsy rod with the fight yeah. it's a lot better and you'll fight. resonate with a lot of people there because sometimes we get caught up in talking about loomises and edges and all of yeah, these that's right. of I rods. like to keep it simple like, like yeah, the yeah. Abu Max is the and you catch more barrel than Gazmine $130 reel right there yeah yeah. and yeah. I've had that reel for nearly two years and it hasn't missed a beat that is fantastic you know what I mean and even the Abu style rod that, that yep. was only $100 you know what I mean like, yep. and also some of the Shimano around the $120 mark $130 mark yep. some of those cheaper like Non, so I'm not saying cheap, cheap, but no. the Shimano, like the Shimano, the, the the gear ratio on the drag on those are just so smooth. I've yeah. never felt anything like it. And some like of our high end reels, there's too much technology. The the average person can't keep up with the upkeep that they need. Yeah, it's like having an electric car. There's a lot of stuff you got to keep doing with them. When you go from three bearings to to thirteen, yeah, that's right. There's a lot going on in that reel and when there's a lot going on there's a lot that can go wrong yep. and does um, absolutely <laughs> like i'm a family man we're all on a budget there's yeah. the price of everything's going up too so yeah you know and i'm just going to a normal job back in townsville compared yep. to what i used to do out in the coal industry yep and i can't just walk into a tackle shop and buy whatever i want anymore no you're with the railway correct i'm in the rail i've always been in the railway since i've left school and right. i've just a career i've just fell into and just fell in love with too and why not? i love trains mate i love them. especially moving up to townsville the, the team i got with the rise and that Stuart here just a shout out to those guys they are yeah awesome bunch of guys i tell you that's probably one of the best work environments i've been in brilliant in my whole career and i just i absolutely love those guys there yeah so, yeah and i don't i don't want to leave there ever again but it just yep. sounds like it's just a great place to work in so oh that's that's a great and there's always opportunities for people to come into that railway industry too 
Okay. So and they and they make a lot of money too. I bet they do. But they do to put the hours in. Yeah. You remember it's shift work half the time too. Yeah. Right? But a lot of people like shift work. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. get to go fishing during the week. Yeah. Who doesn't love to go fishing during the week? Yeah. No one's around. No, that's when you want to be on that's the water. That's right. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. The weather's good. The weather's good. And yeah. But I do. But there's so many options here, even when it's not. Yeah, that's right. You can duck into places if you so. need to go for a fish. There's so many places you can go. Now we'll t- we've spoken about the rod and the reel. Um, let's have a talk because a lot of people ask about the braids often. What pound? What type of braid are you using? What color braids? I won't lie. I love the fluoro braids. I can see the line. Me too. I go fifty pound. 50 pound braid on those little reels yeah don't mess with me don't mess with me i don't care what you people say 30 20 i don't it does not bother me 50 pound is 50 pound i'm not i don't need 200 meters of line yep i only need 50 because i'm only fishing that certain section and i'll go 50 pound braid with 60 to 80 pound leader yep depending on what i'm chasing but 50 pound nothing nothing less and particular brand? Uh, no particular brand. Um, I'm a budget man. I'll find whatever's cheap really in the shop. And though I usually look at the diameter of the braid. Yeah. I sometimes don't mind a little bit of a thicker braid just because of the, a bit more rub when you're getting rubbed against the snags a little bit more. Yeah. you got the thicker braid. So So what diameter are you looking for? Like 0.25, 0.29? Oh, I usually go for the 0.29s. Yep. What, you know, I don't try and go overly too thick with the braid. Like, there are some cheaper brands out there that are just ridiculously thick. Yeah. But there are some good brands out there that are just got that that middle weight. So I know a lot of people chase the thinner braid, but I just I have noticed in the past when I'm rubbing up against snags, especially when they've got little oysters and whatever they got rubbing on them, rocks or whatever, the, th- the thicker braid seems to hold on a little bit better. And for the knots as well, because I'm putting 80-pound leader on when i got a thicker braid on with the 50 pound braid mm. they seem to tie a little bit better with the with the bigger leader and just on that note what what knots are you are you using what's oh, your like i was telling you before my favorite knot in the creek has always been an all bright knot right, and man. i've stuck with that knot and, I've, and it hasn't rarely ever failed me and some I'm, people will say elseways and and you can tie the all bright knot different ways like mm. we were talking about earlier so how do you tie it so there's a the the, the original all bright come out and then there was the improved all bright which is sort of like um, do a loop in your in your mono or fluoro, go up five times, back over it, down five times, and then back through the same way you come through, pull it tight. Yep, and everyone has their own way. I tend to just go up through the loop, wrap it a handful of times, three to four times, then I'll come back probably about six or seven times. Yeah, so that's the improved or what? Yeah, and that's, and that's the way I learnt, yep. and it's, it's always held for me. And it just seems to work. But if I am going out the reef, you always try and do the FG knots, I always... Yeah. Especially I, just, I can't. I don't do the FG. Yeah. I'm not very good at it, and I, I watch my mates fumble with it too long in the middle of a hot bite. Um, and, and why don't you use the FG in the in the creek? Is there a reason for that? I think it's just laziness for me. I just learnt the all bright knot, and I know the FG knot takes a little bit longer time. And if you're not crossing that line over onto your mono properly, it can slip hmm. from that. And a lot of people bring bring in like the burner lighters to burn the ends off them and all that kind of thing. Yeah. I just know you can do the all bright night in under under a minute easy, like thirty seconds. Well, you only really need an FG if you're running micros. Let's well, be honest. Well, I think that's the biggest thing for me with the FG is 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 the lines that you're using them on. You might change lines and you might go, yeah, it's awesome on this on this particular line, and it grips and it does everything right and it tightens up and whatever. Then you go and change lines mm. and you go to a smoother you know, an eight-ply braid or something like that. Yep. And all of a sudden, it doesn't hold. It starts slipping off the end. You're like, what is going on with these knots? What is yep. it? Is it the leader that I'm using that it's not gripping to? Is it this? Is it that? And then you can 
tied all the right ways. And I, I think one of our um, trips that we did up the Burdock and for Berkeley, I tied like 16 FGs in a row, and it drove mm. me insane. <laughs> but they all looked great. They all yeah. were tight. They all did everything. And then after an hour, two of them come undone. And you yeah. can just see them. They just your half hitches just start falling off your, off the end of your mono, or your risotto starts coming apart. And I'm like, how how does it happen? I I don't know. It's the, is it the braid? And then other braids it never happened with. So. Let's take a call, boys. Good morning, fishing show. Good. No, got nervous. <laughs> got the. Oh my god, I'm live. They answered. <laughs> and gone, gone. No, carry on. Yeah. So that that's the the. I guess the scary part for me is that's why I don't want to tie it because I have tied it in every single way and then you know I've I've got a way to tie it easier and it, it doesn't take very long at all it probably takes well oh, just a tiny bit longer than what it takes me to tie an Albright yeah that's if you if you're fast with it yeah um, but I don't do all that Chinese finger trap stuff that's I don't know more more um coordinated people I think (laughs) but yeah so I just do it in my hands and you know it's one wrap either side and whatever and um and it looks good and it and it does tighten up but it it just it's not reliable no it's it's let's take a call the boys see how we go good morning fishing show hey Marty it's Bruce how you going mate oh Brucey I'm good mate how are you yeah good mate excellent I'll give you a number first have you got a question for the boys Oh, no, not really. I've only just started listening, so I just thought I'd get in and get my bingo number. And <laughs> No, fair enough, Bruce. Hey, you're number 23 this morning, mate. And can I get one for Len too, mate? Then Lenny is 24. No worries, mate. Cheers, eh? Thanks, pal. See ya. Okay, mate. See ya. See ya. Painter extraordinaire, Mr. Curry. <laughs> So I wonder if your son's going to win a prize this week. Not if I can bloody help it. <laughs> Every second week he wins a prize. <laughs> I think that F, F, that FG knot's a bit. Some people like I think they're scared of it sometimes. Just to yeah, I'm probably it. a little bit scared of it. Yeah, and I, I when I'm going out the reef, I'm like I've got to get an FG knot. I'm just like really focusing on the FG yeah. knot half the time, trying to make sure it's right, and then and then you squeezing the crap yeah. out of it to make sure it doesn't come off and then you're jerking it back and forth and you, okay. the knots that I use are perfect they're not broken yeah. so I'm not changing well, well I've, I've <laughs> had people to. that tell me oh you got to tie the FG you got to tie the FG yeah. it's the best knot out it's you know it never ever comes undone you can have it on your reel for, uh, your um, leader on for months or something you know and, and you can cast it all day and no dramas and um, oh you just got to tighten up that's your problem you got to see it until it changes colour and then you get put all the pressure well I've broken 30 pound braid in my hands so yeah I'm putting enough pressure on yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and they're still eventually going through your guide so many times and you I'm still putting half hitches after the um, <coughs> after the end of the knot because it's on the just way it's on the way it back in that I'm getting the trouble so yep. as, it's, as it's coming through the tip guide yes it sometimes even jams in the triangular sides of the of the tip and that's where I'm having the issue. Whereas I never get that with an Albright. No. And and you can you know and you can do exactly the same thing with an Albright, and you can tie half hitches after you've tied it. It's a great knot, right. isn't it? The with, Albright with, with a longer tag, you know. Don't yeah. get me wrong. If you perfect that FG knot mm. and you've got it down pat, really good. It, mm. It's one. It's the strongest knot. And know. there are tools that you can buy yeah, to help right. you tie it, which um, quickens it up. It takes it from a 28 minute knot to a 24 minute knot. So. <laughs> But once you, once still, you, I'm just negative on it, all right? Just, you, yeah, some people hate it and some people love it. Once, so. you've, got, once you've got 50 pound braid and you either got, you know, say 0.25 mil, uh, sorry, uh, 0.25 mil, sorry, not uh, too much, uh, and then you've got or, or 0.29, um, you don't really have to worry about strength anymore. That doesn't really 
come into it. You know, you got fifty pound to deal with, and if not more, sometimes. Um, You know, you can straighten hooks on the snags and get your lure back. You can do all sorts of stuff. You've got more shock resistance in in your line. Yeah, and it lasts longer. Fantastic. That's, that's, that's the biggest thing. So It is indeed. All right, guys, we're going to go to the next song and an ad break. When we come back, we're going to call one of our awesome sponsors. In the meantime, it keep me busy and get some numbers. I'm actually going to play a, uh, since we're talking about uh, the railway before, I'm going to play Ladies a song from a bloke Mr. called Boxcar Willie, would you believe? Years anyway, have a listen. Song. Enjoy it. He the still Washboard gets on Cannibal. the stage every Friday and Saturday night on the Grand Ole Opry. But he was off for five months recently, and I told him, I said, sure glad to see you back, King, because I'm getting tired carrying you. (laughs) He said, I hope somebody always does the Wabash Cannonball. I said, sir, if I outlive you, I'll always do the Wabash Cannonball. Dave Daly. Not literally. I mean, tune in weekdays from 5.30am for 4K1G's Breakfast Show. Deadly Dave Daly Breakfast Show. 5.30am weekdays on 107.1 FM 4K1G. With the COVID-19 lockdowns coming to an end, it's time to book your escape to Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Lucinda Fishing Lodge is North Queensland's best kept secret and only a short drive from Townsville. Take your family, take your mates, and take your boat with unlimited kilometres of the Hinchinbrook Channel to explore or just a short trip to the Great Barrier Reef. 
The time to book is now. Lucinda Fishing Lodge, what a great escape. Lucinda Fishing Lodge, station sponsor. Everything you need to keep your car driving well and looking great, you'll find it at Cheaper Auto Spares. Performance parts, tools and accessories, spare parts and the best prices in town. Cheaper Auto Spares, locally owned and operated in the big black and yellow building, Ingham Road, Carbet. Station sponsor. Race in and power away with a new Yamaha outboard from Rising Sun Marine, home of Australia's most trusted marine brands. With Yamaha Motor Finance and Insurance, hitting the water in your dream boat couldn't be easier. Visit the team at Rising Sun Marine today. Come and get it. Rising Sun Marine. Station sponsor. Looking for the toughest products in town? Tackle World Townsville has the ultimate. Introducing Yeti, the toughest ice box around. So tough they are grizzly bear proof and hold ice for days. And the Yeti drinkware, it's the best on the market. See it down at Tackle World today. Station sponsor. Hey, which A, you mob? D-Vibes and Easy Beasy. Crank it with us on only live exclusive weekend show in town. Deadly by Dark. Every Friday and Saturday nights from 7 to 10 p.m. K1G, too deadly. With the COVID-19 lockdowns coming to an end, it's time to book your escape to Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Lucinda Fishing Lodge is North Queensland's best kept secret and only a short drive from Townsville. Take your family, take your mates and take your boat. With unlimited kilometres of the Hinchinbrook Channel to explore or just a short trip to the Great Barrier Reef, the time to book is now. Lucinda Fishing Lodge, what a great escape. Listen to Fishing Lodge, station sponsor. Everything you need to keep your car driving well and looking great, you'll find it at Cheaper Auto Spares. Performance parts, tools and accessories, spare parts and the best prices in town. Cheaper Auto Spares, locally owned and operated in the big black and yellow building, Ingham Road, Carbet. Station sponsor. Racing and power away with a new Yamaha outboard from Rising Sun Marine, home of Australia's most trusted marine brands. With Yamaha Motor Finance and Insurance, hitting the water in your dream boat couldn't be easier. Visit the team at Rising Sun Marine today. Come and get it. Rising Sun Marine. Station sponsor. Looking for the toughest products in town? Tackle World Townsville has the ultimate. Introducing Yeti, the toughest ice box around. So tough they are grizzly bear proof and hold ice for days. And the Yeti drinkware, it's the best on the market. See it down at Tackle World today. Station sponsor. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. The 4K1G Fishing Show, and that was a very, very bu- busy ad break, but we are certainly back to air. I just tried giving Fran a call, uh, but Fran is going to be a little bit busy from uh, Motor Marine, so we're going to give Fran a call next week and find out how many boats she sold for her dad, Tony. Now, boys, speaking of boats, what are you running at the moment? Oh, i got just a Stasa Barrelite Pro. It's, uh, Beautiful. Been a good boat for you? It has. It, it does. Um, it is just the Quintrex Hornet, the, the same manufacturers, really, so... Yes. But I have modified it a little bit, put yep. some pods on the back, um, electric motor. It's one of the older boats. I think it's like a 2003, 2004 yep. aluminium arm hole. But um, I have modified it just a slight touch. Yep. How would you modify it? I just put the pods on the back. 
Yeah. So you can stand on the back, getting in and out of the boat. Yeah, yeah. Bet you that makes a world oh, of difference to stability. Why absolutely. don't they do that more? I don't know. I don't know. No, I just, I just think. Um, but there is a little downfall. They do when you hit a lot of rough waters. They, the ribs, they're not as tight down onto the um right things. So they do tend to crack sometimes. And I have welded mine up twice before. Okay. But that's. That's me going on a big adventure. Yeah. Going out of the mouth of one creek, copping the waves sideways, going yep. straight back. You know what it's all about. Uh, for sure. So, and I've done that one too many times, I think. Yes. Especially when the boat's loaded. And once you crack a tinny, normally uh, they, it's going to keep again. happening. Yeah, that's yep. absolutely. That's it. That's but the nature of the beast. the last, last one I got welded up, I got the guys over near the port there. I can't remember the name. It might have been Sap, the, yep. the old fellow there. He's, yep. he's, I think he's originally from the Burdekin as well. Yeah. He went and bashed the ribs down. Mm-hmm towards the metal down for me and I yep. haven't got as much slap anymore and it, and it hasn't it's been it's worked great so far oh that is fantastic I was mentioning before um, how uh, height is a huge thing for me I love being up high and being able to see everything and um, I often want to so uh, um, with casting platforms guys um, you can modify any like a, a hornet or so forth it's already flush it's it's 10 centimeters from the top you've got that slight and, and the leads and, and boats like that but some of the other boats um, they're very, very deep. They're a big tinny, but then your your standing platform or your casting platform is a good foot and a half down below. You can modify them to lift it right up, and you'll be amazed at the difference you'll have having that height. There's so many differences. A, being obviously able to see the fish, and then your casting ability, because um, you know I do a lot of backhanders or, or, or uh, you know scoop casts from underneath and so forth. And when you're down deep in the boat you haven't got that height for your rod so you can't do what you want to do for me there's lots of pluses and then of course remembering that my children are older now and some people purposely pick a boat because they got the young fella or daughter in the boat and the boats that i like have no freeboard whereas and, and so i wouldn't like my child in that boat for me that, that would just yeah. um, unless if, if there's a cockpit or so forth so look there's there, there's um positives and negatives but um one of my old mates trent he had a um a, a boat exactly the same which was really really deep and he wanted the height so he just fabricated and built up to his casting platform and it made a world of difference for him so you can do it yeah, yeah the renegade's a good example for that kind of boat that you're talking yeah about renegades are a good tinny too mm. aren't they and the tanks and the like. Then most of the tinnies that come, or all of the tinnies that come out these days are a good tinny. Some are better value for money than others. But, um, yeah. I think so. anything plate's pretty pretty solid, you know. Yeah. If you're looking at aluminium anyway. But, yeah, with, with the poly that I've got, I've got the platforms in it. And and now that I've got, so I did have the Suzuki 50 on it with a four blade. Yeah. And I've changed over now to a 60, uh, T60 Yamaha. Yeah. Which is... Um, just got like a K prop on it, right? Um, designed to push like pontoon boats and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, with that now, it's every motor is different for the boat and how it all sort of balances out. But with that motor, say if I'm going over the island in 20 knots or even bigger sometimes, um, I'll literally put it pretty much all the way down and just go hell for leather straight into it. <laughs> yeah. And it's only like 50... The brace yourself moment. ...k's an hour or something like that. But it is literally just hammering straight into it and you don't feel it because you, it's just how it runs. It, and, and, and then sort of even coming back sometimes just to try and sort of take the spray down a little bit. I do have chines, but take the spray down a bit. I'll sort of go in the pocket of the wave. Yes. And then just follow that all the way to the channel and then do an L bend and then come back into the into the um, harbour that way if, it, if it's rough, you know. How do you when find it, that four prop? 
How do you find the four props? Four prop was good. It just gets it up like instantly. Yeah. But now I've got the three blade on the Yamaha. I just have it trimmed down. It gets up. Yeah, that's right. And, and it's designed to push a weight. You know, like it um, in the lower rev ranges, it's designed to do that. So it's 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 pretty cool. But what's it like for top end? Have you noticed? That? Oh, it's not fast. Yeah. Um, the polys. Well, the polys are slow, so you can't yeah, really. Right. Yeah, you can't really sort of put much on that. But the next boat I'm looking at is a six meter. Fish seeker, yeah. With it, and then I'm going to put a center in that as well. The so. polys are the ugliest thing you'll ever see, but they'll outlive my boat. <laughs> well, pretty much, pretty much. You, you, can, you can get a hole in a poly, which I've seen. Yeah. You can get a hole in a poly, and you can still fish all day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just drain it. At They're the unbreakable. <laughs> Look what Hodgie puts his boat through. Oh, yeah. oh my god. I, I've literally taken a um, transducer off and completely forgot to plug the holes <laughs> with, with the old one that I did, and gone out all day and gone. Hmm. No, it feels a little bit heavier coming back. Hmm. <laughs> and then getting back to the ramp going, holy shit, I must have like 30, yeah, yeah. You know, 30 litres of water yeah. or something. And you know what? There's peace of mind in that. Hmm. Like my boat, it's, you know, it's it's always in the back of my hmm. mind to look after it and love yeah. it and this and that. And that. Whereas if you had a polycraft, you just... <laughs> 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 hmm. Nothing well, that, is an issue. Like that little smart wave, that little 3.5 smart wave, it, it's a, it's an oddly capable little boat. You know? Yeah. It, I've had that in 25 knots, not um, by choice, but yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, and just going slow with the front up, it just it's dry as hell. It's actually drier than the bigger poly. Yeah, at slower speeds. Yep. Um, but yeah, like that whole thing is foam filled, so you could, you know, get a grinder and cut a slot in the bottom of it. Yep. And Still it wouldn't fine. even yeah, it wouldn't water wouldn't even penetrate. You know. Oh, so mm. it's a, they're an amazing thing, mm. and you do get a choice of colours. You get yellow or green <laughs> or blue. Don't choose green. <laughs> it's white or white. <laughs> white or white. Yeah. Speaking of whites, it's my favourite braid colour. Oh, yeah, I yeah. see that clearer than anything else. Mm. Better than fluoro or anything. I'm using one at the moment called Tasline. Okay. It's not cheap, but it's um, it's a beautiful silky line. It's one of them braids that comes off your reel and makes that real zingy sort of. Oh. Noise. I think, I think Tasline actually reminds me of Isoline. Hmm, I haven't yeah. used that. No, no, only, only been based in Australia, have you? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I oh, don't so. get all cocky. I'm the king of the microphones here. I can shut you down in a heartbeat, little the, man. The person who uses the Conquest. <laughs> oh, I love my Conquest. So, what's your first reel? You you own, Marty? Do you remember? I do. 100 percent remember. It was a oh. Bantam 50. Right Shimano that. Bantam 50. Actually, I had a. What was the one before a Crestfire? It was a, a Bass one. Bass. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Yeah. So that's what I had. It was, yep. It was black. I bought it from Pat Das in Lounge Pro Tackle. Wow. What did you have? I had that? an Abu uh, Ambassador like six five. Six five, the most yeah. popular reel in the oh, world. I was loved obsessed them. with those. We loved them. Yeah. We we're all bait fishing. I was obsessed with them. Yeah. I, I sort of went just the name about, Ambassador. It sounds yeah, cool. Know, it sounds sexy. When I was about thirteen, I think it was, or twelve, thirteen, something like that. I got a um. Abby Garcia, um, Alex Julius signature reel or whatever it was. Right, it was a blue, blue and gold, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was like a grey or something. Oh, like okay. that. But it was, it was really nice. It was only graphite or whatever. Mm. And then I remember having this. Um, it's like a five-five rocket, a uh, pro rocket, sorry, pro rocket, and it was the prettiest thing I've ever seen. It was mm. like a, you know, like the, how they used to make watches and that yes. back in the day. It was just awesome. I used to clean it and make it <laughs> polished. Yeah. 
One of the best reels I ever had, I reckon. Abu had an incredible marketing campaign. That was one of the first reels because we're mm. always traditional silver. Yeah. Silver. And then mm. they thought, let's make red. And then, and then yellow. And then the anniversary reels, the green and gold, mm. 25th anniversary ambassador. And then then you're, um, they, they had their finger in so many pies. Like one of the most beautiful ones was the Royal Express. And they had the American Royal Express. And then they combined with Jack Erskine here in Cairns to make the Australian Royal Express, which is a 4,600. It was one of the very first reels and back in that day they used to call it a fast cast which is our traditional yeah. fun bar now mm. um so we took it away from your click into a fast cast which is and that's they had fast cast written on the fun bar and um that that changed the world <coughs> it, it was uh, um they one of the first ones that was a flip and switch or a speed one which i didn't really like to which meant you had to keep your thumb on the bar for the spool to stay engaged but mm. if you hit the timber or if you're getting too close to timber, you simply took, lifted your thumb and it would immediately stop. The, I didn't like that. And it wasn't a craze that went off. So, cause, so, so often you want to hit it and you think, oh, no, I can still go a bit more. So you just lightly spool it and mm. it gets that extra meter and then because it's all about being Actually, in the zone abby one that i first had had a flip and switch but you could turn yep. it on and off oh, okay so that was the second the version and then shimano had their um uh 200 karate b yeah and then went to a castaic as well and the yep. castaic had what they call an interstage stumbar which you click down in the center and then you had if you had your if you were palming the reel you could actually click it back into gear on the side yeah right up the top and that was sort of a, a pretty cool thing I know um, a lot of people like Susie Buckholz used to love that reel so. yeah sure I bet <laughs> yeah yeah yep so yeah it's a lot of different things I think from from memory I sort of had a Crestfire and then there was a there's a few different ones like Coriolis and all those type of ones I remember Shimano. yeah there was brilliant ones my, like my five, five six C fours four sixes things like that back, the back four then. six was a beautiful reel mm. uh, the classics were the top of the line I, I got into a stage of wanting all the classics your, your 1500 mm. uh, CIRs and then the, your 2500s and then the 3000 was eight, or the 3500 was rocking horse poop they were a lot lower lower profile for a high bodied reel aren't they for, for a, a high body yeah. reel they were a little bit and but the three five had um, a real nostalgia, sort of a classy look about it. Mm. Um, their little instead of just having the little um, insignia of the Abu Garcia sign, mm. um, it was sort of like on a black plateaued plate with it in the middle, and it's just it, it, it said sexy, and it was. The, the downfall of the thirty five hundred is an incredibly slow retrieve. Yeah. like super slow you have to wind the hell out of it in order to get your reel back to the lure back to the boat whereas um, even back then everything today seems to be about high geared reels people wanting speed and I can see the sense behind that because if you want to go slow you just slow right down but when you need the speed the speed is there I've got both like as you know I'm a conquest man so I have HG's and I have standards and so forth and I think there's a place for both of them I'm not I'm not hesitant to, to throw a lure at either if a bar is going to get you back or a jack's going to get you back it doesn't matter what your retrieve is that's the sort of things with the with the abu you've got the rocket which is a, a 10 to 1 ratio yeah sure. and then and then you go back to the um oh, to all the new hot so they've taken sort of places the premieres and taken them out but yeah the, the um the newer ones have, have got sort of like an 8 to 1 ratio as well so yeah um and then you've got the lower stuff which is um still good i mean you can open apart one of the reels Matt's using they've still got brass gears they've still yeah. got good drag washers they've still got all that sort of stuff and it's yeah amazing prices and even the um, 
uh, what was the Abbey rod you were using, sorry, before? Oh, the style. Yeah, the style. style. We used to use, like, the 8-kilo style for surface lures, mm. and we just found the hook-up rate was, was awesome. It just seemed mm. to just bounce the hook straight in. It still had enough tip there you could throw, you know, um, frogs and, and whatever But it had the balls there, which is what yeah. uh, Maddie was saying, to yeah. feel that. And then Veritas rods are a good stick as well. Yeah, so there's a lot of lot of different ones. So there's, like, a V4, there's a tournament, and there's a tournament elite. Um, right. So there's a... A, a big difference in I suppose you'd you'd want to sort of say that the tournament is is like a maybe a GL3 IMX sort of style if you're looking at Lumas and yep. then if you were um, doing the elite version you might want to sort of put maybe a I don't know if you'd put a GLX in there but you'd sort of have that sort of a thing with the resin yeah so yeah it's a, a very um, a strong blank even if you get a lure coming back and hitting the blank yeah um, but yeah hopefully they'll make some uh, some more models in that that are you know, better for up this way in the, in the lighter styles. If you're sort of fishing with jacks and stuff, you want down to like a five kilo, yeah, um, five kilo rod with your with your frogs for skipping and that. It just makes it a lot easier. So, Definitely. and and I don't really use too much over six foot. Yeah, um, depends See, on. See, I'm what you're completely doing, opposite. I love that longer stick. Six six is my favourite, even up to seven. And I think so. that's your boat style. Yeah, definitely. And, and yeah, like if you like, and, and your height as well. Yeah, if you're like. I couldn't get over with my missus only like five foot four or something. Yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> but, taller than Gaz though. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just jumped on his chair before he looks like he goes straight under the table. <laughs> How did Monica? Mate, he's got a smile on his face all the time. <laughs> but uh, my little Monica. <laughs> I, I, I gave her a seven foot rod to start with, which is perfect for me. And I'm looking at her and thinking she can't get the angle right. To mm. be able to skip cast, yeah, and then now she's got a five foot six um, Rayrex, which is the new Rayrex, so like a cream yep. cream version or whatever. Uh, five foot six spin, and it just flies. It is an mm. awesome little rod, and they're only like a hundred bucks or, or whatever they are. So yeah, and Fuji guides and, and whatever. Yep. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a bait caster man, but sometimes I love fighting fish on spin. Mm. It's just good fun. Oh, Especially just a good sound. Yeah, it's a too. great the, sound to there's it. Some, there's something about casting a frog on spin that you'll never see where it lands. It was like its last <laughs> position, you'll never find where it went. You're like, where did that just go? Oh, <laughs> that's right, behind the back of that snag, and then on the bank. <laughs> Let's talk leaders for a for a moment. We were mentioning leaders before. Um, fluorocarbon or mono for you boys? Oh, I like I like the black magic. So straight, straight yeah. mono, straight right. mono. I've, yep. I've probably been through every leader company that you could <laughs> bloody think of. Yeah, <laughs> um, we used to use Black Magic, like Matt did, just because of the softness and not it's not mm. so stiff going yep. through. When you're doing all brights and things like that, you don't really want that heavy fluorocarbon because it's it's like a piece of wire at the end. Uh, yeah, and, especially and, going to the eye. Yeah. yeah, and I used to use sixty and eighty in the Magic because it was softer. Yeah. It's just a more flexible leader going through. Snyder gets a bit thicker that size. I've sort of always stuck with that 45-pound range. And, yeah. And, and then it's, you know, it, it's good and bad. Just don't put any leader in the sun. Throw it back in your Absolutely. bag. Zip Fair it back enough. up and, and no matter what it is. Um, yep. And then I've used the Berkeley um, uh, fluorocarbon as well. And that's probably, as a fluorocarbon, it's probably the most abrasion-resistant one yeah. that I use. But I... Pretty much use that for, uh, 
you know, anywhere where I, I don't want my leader to show up. Yeah, so we got I'm, a lad on the um, on who listens to our show, Craig, and he uh, makes my wind on leaders for me with the fluorocarbon, which eliminates the FG for me. The wind on is lazy. It, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. the lazy way of doing it, but it doesn't fail. Mm. It's a it's a it's a really really good system. So any of our listeners out there that's um, that likes the sound of the wind on leaders and Craig Mason to whatever length you want, whatever pound you want. Um, you can just send us a message and we'll get you in touch with Craig. So they're a really, really good thing. So And wind-on leaders are getting more and more popular now. We, we, we sort of, um, just for GT fishing more so, not, not so much for barrel fishing, but there is a few people that still use it. Yeah. Um, to virtually not have any knots going through the guide, you can do a twisted leader. And the way that I used to tie it, everyone's different, they can do it on their stomach i don't really have that much of a stomach to be able to do that yeah but some people can just literally roll it and roll it and roll it and they get it perfect and i've tried it about fifteen thousand times and never got it right yeah so what i do is i got an old um spin fisher the old um 850 ss's or whatever they are and i put the line around a doorknob and then put it back to the bale and then tie the knot to the spool yep and then i wind it 80 times depending on the length of, the, of your leader, of course, to how much you want, um, and then tie that off and then all the, and then pull it off the doorknob and it's all spinned up and perfect really the way good. you want it. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, then you can just tie that to a um, some sort of a, a, a split ring or, yeah. or whatever you want to tie it to or a snap or whatever, depending on what you use. And then you can just tie a cat's paw directly to that let's take a call just in case someone's got a question i hope it's a question let's hope bingo bingo (laughs) good morning fishing show morning marty how are you oh i'm wonderful mick how are you buddy i'm alive still that's the main thing that's all you need are you chasing some numbers or did you have a question for the boys no just chasing some numbers mate right i mick you are 26 frankie uh sorry 46 yeah one for frankie is 47 yeah and, and uh no oh. bernardine 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 see i've got to stop doing lines of coke before the show my memory goes mate nothing wrong with that got to do something <laughs> to keep you alive 48 for bernardine my friend no worries you have a crack of a day up there in townsville mate i'll talk to you soon good man thanks for listening I'll see you later we'll mate catch up with that rum in june all right sounds good mate look forward to it talk to you later bud see you bud bye bye ah there we go good old mick a gold coast boy listens um via but you'd be surprised how many listeners we've got my sister and uh all of her gang who are in the mines in wa they all sit around and have a have a listen and as you can imagine with the the merciful species closure for nine yeah, months in mine has just broken their hearts it's broken the the tackle stores hearts it's broken the fishermen's heart um i'd probably be in jail we, we we just wouldn't allow it to happen. We would nah. we we simply you would have to tell them to get stuff. Mm. If we were told that we couldn't chase barrows for nine oh, months because that's a demersal, mm. or our our blue water fishermen, no trout, no nanagoi, no emperor, no robins seabird. I, no. I, I would ignore every rule that they ever You'd come have to. up with. Yeah. You would have to. It would yeah. no. It would borderline rights. Oh, I'm surprised not. They're not protesting all about so hard about it and keep going. Did, they did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but how are yeah. they going to keep up with it? Like, I, I think know. a lot I, of them are doing what we just said. Mm. You can get stuffed. Yeah. You can't. That's ridiculous. 
nine you, you, months. You can police a few people, but you do not have enough fisheries officers to police the whole state. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and we don't yeah. get political on this show, no. um, listeners, but it is so, so important who we who we uh, elect uh, to be our voice in this in this beautiful country because um, they're after us. They are chasing us. The, 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 the likes of these idiot greens um, will shut us down. They will shut us down. With a smile too. So. Yeah, yeah, mm. with a smile. And, and they are so, I hate using this word, um, they are getting so powerful. Mm. And more they're, and, they're, and more powerful. They, they've, they've given a voice. And the problem with it, and I'm part of this gang, is that come election time, like last time, I... I inadvertently voted, even though I didn't vote for Greens, they were my, but who I did vote for had them as a, it's so hard yeah, to. Yeah, that's right, in the pocket. In the pocket. Yeah, so right. they still got power, even though I went the furthest number I could away from them. So that was a massive kick in the ass for me. And I'm, I don't mind saying that because, and I'm not embarrassed by it, because talking to my circle of friends, we were all in the same boat. Mm. It's like, ugh. And everyone How I spoke to happen? was like, nah, not voting Liberal Labor, nah, we're not doing that. We're voting One Nation or we're voting whatever. Yeah. And you still got the same result. And then everyone goes, oh, it's the people down south. And you're like, is it or is it rigged? Is yeah. it rigged? Yeah. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> so not only do we have the scientists who are against us with these, these biomass numbers, mm. which none of us believe mm. or can believe, let me say, but... And then uh, people who are in power in these situations who really have no idea. And then, and then the Greens, who know exactly what's going on, who are against us, we're really fighting a battle that, you know, I can't see this happening for years yet, but it will happen. It, it will affect us in every way. Oh, like, it, like, you it, blink it at the moment and, and yeah. somewhere else is closed. No, you it, blink it, it, and it's going to affect the it kids It is now. Too, so. and, and, yep. and the UN controls... Great Barrier Reef controls the wet tropics, controls Absolutely. all that sort of stuff, and and it's to show you know all this new stuff is to show improvements, and if they're not showing improvements, they're not doing the job. No, and you know that's why they left trout alone. They yeah, ca they can't even get a calculation for it. It's 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 too hard to do. Mackerel sort of got some calculation, but you know you, you can't get anything. But if you asked, if you asked a university student to create a graph for you yeah. that made it look like there was a problem. Mm. Um, it's so easy to do. Yeah, it's yeah. easy. She's a not deception. out there. She's That's not right. out there picking up stock. She's not out there checking breeding season. She's not, not out there doing any of that sort of stuff. Yeah. And you know, the the they're making a judgment on on um, on on just the stock that they can count. Yeah. They're not they're not saying that oh Spanish go up the creeks or, or go into the mouths of the creeks at this time no. of the year or whatever. Any of that sort of stuff. They're not even talking about that. They're yeah. just that, that that's only the stock that comes from New South Wales mm. to here. That's it. They get the data and they want. People yeah. who don't fish or hunt don't think that it's affecting them. It's massively affecting them in the in the way of um, our seafood restaurants. Um, Spaniard mm. will immediately jump up to thirty five, thirty six, mm. forty dollars a kilo, yeah. and, and so it should because it's it's a commodity now. Mm. It's 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 a it, it isn't, but. In the in the rules, it's now a, a limited stock. So, mum and dad and the kids who don't hunt, who don't fish, but mm. love fish and chips, mm. they they're going from uh, eighty dollars, which is about the average now to feed the whole family. Eighty dollars, yeah. it will go to one hundred and twenty. Mm. There's not a there's, it has to easy. 
It has to because the, the mackerel fishermen still need to make their living. They still need their money. Mm. So they're not going to sell it to Gordon at that kilo rate no more. It just goes, whoom. Yeah, see, see, one of the things that I noticed in the, in the mackerel meetings was a set agenda. We don't, we don't have a decision at all, mm. but they were happy to take all the negatives from the, um, from the conversation. So they're yeah. happy to take shark, shark problems, um, you know, um, stuff getting eaten on, on the way to the boat. They're happy to take that because it looks better for their agenda, doesn't it? Yeah. So easy, you know. But, yeah. you know, if we have issues with sharks, a lot of people used to eat sharks. Oh, why, don't, why don't every time we go, we just take a shark, just one shark, and, and the meat's go, yeah, not sweet, that bad. Feed it to you. If, no. you if you don't like it, feed it to your dogs. Let's take you know? a call real quick, guys, just in case it's someone who wants to have a chat with us. Good morning, fishing show. Morning, Gary Marty. Morning. How are you, buddy? Gaz is not here today. It's just oh, me. Okay. Yeah. So we're having the proper show. We're having a more of a professional oh. show without Gaz. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Give me some names, buddy. Jeffrey and Doug. Jeffrey and Doug. You boys slaying them fish or what? Nah, not yet. Just no. out in Taylor's Beach with Alligator Creek Angling Club. Oh, awesome. What's the weather like there? Not too bad. Bit of a breeze. Yep. Haven't out the front yet, mainly just in the creek. Oh, okay. Okay, well, it'll be interesting. What are you chasing today, Jeffrey? Uh, some bingo numbers, please. Yeah, but fish-wise, you bloody oh, idiot. Just anything. <laughs> awesome. Well, I hope you get a few, my friend. Hey, you're number 49, Jeffrey. Yeah. And Dougie's 50, my man. Uh, thank you for that. Hey, send us some photos to the Facebook page. If you get a few fish, we'd love to see them. Yeah, we'll. <laughs> awesome. Okay, boys, stay safe. Enjoy yourselves. See you, too. See ya. See ya, mate. Uh, good on you, Jeffrey. Hey, it's uh, it's five past nine, so we're going to go to a bit of an ad break and get some stuff there. Let me get our next Tuna Mundo lined up. Now, I didn't pick this one, and I haven't heard it before, so it's probably going to be a great song. This one is from our special guest, Ryan Tully, this morning. So if it's crap, you know who to blame, but I don't think it will be. Hope you enjoy it. In the truck, time to knock off a little tackle box dust. Thirty minute drive and walk down a hill to a little piece of water where the world stands still. And I still get hung up on that old tree. Oh, that Texas ring is showing me a lot of brown lights. What to say, and that's what brought me out here today. Instead of standing at your stone, I'm sitting on your rock, catching up with you at your fishing spot. Well, I know there's better places, and I got a nice boat at the house. We're floating out there, filling up a live well, ain't what today's about. Still hear you laugh now And I get hung up 
Gospel boys. Praise in song. Tune in every Sunday from 6 a.m. and you will be blessed. Only on your deadly station, 4K1G. Too deadly. The Holy Ministries with the Hallelujah Brothers. Flagship destroyer boats are built for North Queensland conditions. Higher sides, wider and deeper. Built strong, built to last, built to fish. Flagship destroyer boats are only available at Townsville Marine. All powered by Yamaha Outboards with Yamaha Finance and Insurance. With models from the 435 Creek boats to the mighty 730 hardtop models and everything in between. There's a destroyer boat at Townsville Marine to suit your fishing. Destroyer boats, Yamaha. Townsville Marine. Station sponsor. Is your ute wearing protection? Speedliner is the world's toughest spray-on liner, providing strength and reliability for a wide range of applications. Speedline this, speedline that. Extend the life of your ute tray with Speedliner. Available now at Cool Cars and Customs. Station sponsor. When you're a builder and your father and grandfather were builders before you, it's definitely in your blood. Homes by DJ Jones brings that experience and passion to every home. Homes by DJ Jones build quality homes at a true turnkey price with no hidden extras. If you're looking for peace of mind when you build, see their new display home at Harris Crossing featuring the new Tesla Powerwall. Homes by DJ Jones. Your home, your future, their reputation. Station sponsor. You know, Medeco is a go when it comes to saving us mobs on bucks. And ever since they delivered my new dual cab ute, I can now truly say that I've been everywhere, man. Need a new car or truck? You should go with Motorco. Bowen Road, Ross Lee, station sponsor. All my friends Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. 
Yes, and good morning and welcome back to the 4K1G Fishing Show. We are having a fantastic show this morning. We're learning heaps and heaps of stuff thanks to our special guests in Ryan and Maddie from A&B Hooked. So as we mentioned on the show earlier, if you want to watch a really, really cool um, fishing YouTube channel with a guy that um, specialises in specially using prawns, uh, chasing barramundi, Jump onto YouTube and look on A&B Hooked and uh, give him a like and, and give him a follow because it makes a big difference to them and their channel. And there's a lot of hard work that goes along with it. And you'll be surprised. I'm firstly amazed at the fishing that this guy does in our local waters. Um, and then, and like we also mentioned on the show, people get their little nickies in the night about YouTubers going on, on, on YouTube and putting fishing spots and, and fishing particular places. The fact of the matter it is, it doesn't matter. It, people are going to fish. People are going to fish. And we're not talking a little tiny section in the middle of, of um, Hidden Town. We're talking the harbour. We're talking the Burdekin. We're talking Hinchinbrook. Everyone fishes it. Everyone fishes it. Absolutely. And, and not only that, you know, it's, it's good because a lot of kids watch the show too. Yeah. Yeah, and they're always hitting me up with a million one yeah. questions. And look, too. if you're if you're taken to a spot that you never found and it's 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 totally hidden, you're not going to give a map to get you there. No, absolutely not. But you know, it's it's it the, it's it, it is what it is. And at the end of the day, there's there's two thousand fishing YouTubers on YouTube, and um, so there's a lot of that stuff out there. And the funny thing is, is all of the knockers watch, but yeah, that's, that's right. You know, same as our radio station. People who can't stand me listen, or gas. It's all part of the public eye. It's part of it. And people, people don't want you know places that they fish um, shown. And you know, like most of us do the best we can to try and hide that yeah. to some extent. But yeah, that's right. you know, we can, we also can't go up to Cape York every weekend and fish. That's right. And, and even no. even up there, they're even talking about like Carumba and uh, and. Um, you know, weeper and that, they're all saying, oh, don't give that spot away to the other guys that are fishing up there. And you're like, man, it's like open slather and there's no one that fishes up there, but they still don't want it. You know, and no. and I get it. Like, oh, you don't want to see someone, you know, what your class is your spot, but it could be 20 other people's spot as well. Yeah, you know, for sure. And that's sort of what I try and cover. I don't, you know, I don't film all the weirs and stuff like that because someone might come down there with a kid and want to go and catch a bar and then you go oh, well i've just stuffed that for them haven't i there's you know wall-to-wall -wall people down there fishing so you yeah know, and, and for me there was always wall-to-wall -wall <laughs> for <laughs> me for me like the youtube thing is sort of yeah. you know taking a bit of a back row because it, it it does take so long like i'm appreciative of um what matt does you know sits at home and edits everything and, yeah. it, and you know you're going out for like a you know, an eight or a ten hour session or something, and then you're coming back home for four hours, and yeah, you know, right. and taking the and the footage, and and you might stuff the footage up, or you forget to record, or you do. do oh, no worse feeling, yeah. I tell you. Now and you get and home and you get that. And you oh, go, yeah, yeah, hook, just hooked a meter ten. How good's that going to look? And then you go, oh, I didn't even bloody record. Oh, or no, record. there's no, a big no. water drop over the camera, yeah. and like everyone thinks you just put a camera on your hand and you go for it. But we yeah. had a message from Lee Sharrod then, and Lee says, "Hey, mate, I listen to the show because you're an absolute wealth of knowledge, and it's an incredible the information." that I learn off you. Thank you very much. Good on you, Lee. I appreciate that. It's not uh, what quite we, what, what he do, said. What do we call him? Shakira, wasn't it? <laughs> Shakira, Shakira. His hips don't lie. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, so my my thing is now is, is you know, we're going to try and to enter comps like this and and put videos out and, yeah. and, and, you know, get it, well, me personally, try and get away from YouTube. We'll just try and get a better quality film and, and you know, Brandon's 
amazing with the the footage that he oh, puts done out. Done a great yeah. job. Yeah, you know, and he spent ridiculous amounts of money on his camera gear. Something mm. that I just couldn't even couldn't even fathom. I wouldn't no. even know the first thing thing about it. You know, but yep. I mean, he gets underneath you, around you, does everything, and you know, takes you know films of stuff that you wouldn't even see. Yeah, you know, you just go, where'd that spider come from? Where'd that snake come? From? I didn't even see that. I just walked straight past it. You know, <laughs> yeah, but he's got it on there, and he's got yep. you know the right lighting and the right. All That's that sort of amazing. stuff is is you know what a what a, um, a you know film you know film guy does they just you know they yeah. just see all that sort of stuff and and um, you know how how did you sort of go about making making your film yeah you, it, you know it all started with the beautiful fiance Angela she bought me a GoPro for Christmas that was it hmm. that was it that was it that was honestly I honestly no I won't lie a long time ago back in my early twenties I did do a YouTube channel fishing ones you're right. Back then, so I kind of always had that little bit of a knowledge about editing a little mm-hmm. bit from the back. And there's then. a bit involved with that, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, like I'm just I'm using this editing program called DaVinci Resolved. Yep. And it is free. There is a free version, but it just looks so technical. Yeah. And I've just YouTube have taught me so much just to, to use that editing program and yep. cut the color grading and all that stuff. Now it's turned into an obsession with me. Honestly, I don't go out fishing. I'm thinking, what angle? What drone shots am I going to get? I've got to get that glory sunrise, that all that sunset kind of yep. shot with the mm. camera I've even got the um, the bigger camera now which has got the blurry backgrounds trying to get those real shots all mm. the all the rod shots all the bird shots and, and, and it all doesn't I'm only learning so a lot of them don't turn out and like Ryan said before I hate getting back to the home and you, you upload your videos and oh. there's a big fuzzy blurry bloody picture on top of the mm. thing oh well, it's too much sunlight I've got lenses on top of my GoPro like um polarizers on top of the gopro so to cut out a lot of the blur yep and it's just a lot of hours but i just do it for the love i do it for the love because i just want to show people how yeah. good fishing is plus it's self-pride i'd be proud of it yeah, yeah. I, I try yeah. to think of it and, and that's the thing like all all the people that sort of sit out there and knock youtubers and you know you know with fishing it's you know it's promoting fishing and i think any promotion of fishing you know that's not going to rape the place is is pretty good promotion yeah. you know yeah i try yeah. and do little giveaways too like youtube you do you're very clever with like it. i'm monetized now so and i'm working full time so yeah. i don't need yeah, a little it's bit of pocket so, money so out explain of it. Uh, monetization to us monetize and once you get over a thousand subs you can monetize and then google advertisement will come on and put their ads on your channel right which will they will pay you so the more views you get the more ads that come on the more money you get Okay. So I'm only getting a small amount of money, but I thought, you know, I don't need the money. I'm not, mm. you know, desperation for money. I'll yeah. give it back to the subscribers. They're the guys watching it. They're the guys giving, watching the ads. They're the guys, you know, yeah. to give them an opportunity. So I usually just go into the um, about town back. Plus, tackle. it's clever marketing. Yeah, well, that's right. And people love it. I, I get them yeah. to write a comment, and that gets them involved. You know yep. what I mean? So, How do you cop negative comments? Cruel? Um, not negative, but cruel. I, I. Oh, they're watching the show. Let them, yeah. You know. Like if they said, hey, Maddie, why don't you try this as opposed to you're an absolute oh, blah, 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 blah. They, which happens because oh, people, people are, but they never use Marty Price or Ryan Tully. It's always <laughs> well, Big, big John's YouTube, Farming. Yeah. yeah. For, for, for me, like I, I um, when I used to do it, I'll say I won't, I don't do YouTube anymore. The videos are still there to watch, but but for, for me, I just couldn't get it to the quality that I wanted, so I just I, I don't really want to do it anymore. No. Um, but some comments you can sort of go, oh yeah, that's a that's a piss take or whatever, and you can just yeah. answer it. And I try to get back to everyone, or I used to. Yeah. And then you know you get people 
say, oh, can you take me to your spot? Can you do this? Oh, well, that's, I don't not, really, that's not really what I'm doing it for. And I sort of, I was answering them at the start and then I, le- I leave them blank now. Yeah. When people ask that sort of stuff because it's not just my spot, it's someone else's spot or it's someone else yeah. that I fish with or something. So I'm not giving that stuff away. And, and you know, like um, if, if it's a real bad comment and I think, what's the point of stressing out about answering this person who either doesn't know or wasn't there or, or, or whatever you know in the way you handled a fish or the way you did this or the way you did that well if you're going to kill a fish you don't you have to handle it you know the best in some areas you're in croc areas and you don't really want to you know hold them with both hands because your other hand's holding on to a bloody tree or something you know yeah to keep yourself upright and and you know you don't maybe don't get that in a boat which is what those people are used to but if you get that type of comment and you go do i really want to spend my time answering that person or do I just want to erase his comment? And sometimes it's better to just go, well, I'll just erase that because yeah, it was, it was a derogatory comment, you know? Yeah. It was just sort of yeah. like, well, get it out of there or leave it on there and then everyone else is going to we'll see that type of comment. Right. Yeah. And I think but if like, I erase it, no one sees it then. You just go, oh, well. It's water on a duck's back for me. I don't care. Like, yeah. And it's an old saying, like, the brighter you shine, the more shadows you're going to cast. Mm. And if once you can fathom that in your head, like, you're mm. always going to get them. Yeah, and I smile at someone like, look at this guy. He wasted his time to send me that, but he's yeah. still watching my shows every single week, every mm. single fortnight. For sure. And I'm like, you know, I leave him there, and some other people will comment like, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Dick. Mm. So yeah, but it's water. I don't care. I'm no, honestly, I've I've built that mentality. Not have you ever felt uh, at risk? No, not once. Never. Not once. No, no. Because they don't. Anyone I meet outside, they, they've always been grateful or, or yeah. happy to meet me you know what I mean like, yeah. so I usually throw them a hat you know I got some hats made up and if I they talk to me on the yeah. boat ramp they know my channel I you know I always keep it hattled to a cool them. symbol yeah that's I I don't know why I picked this one I just thought the octopus is really smart yeah that, and they are the smartest animals in the ocean I just love that kind of Mm. Sent where they can open bottles and all that stuff. So I just I decided to pick that one. So yeah, actually, I, I just uh, one of our um, one of our listeners let me have a read here. He just sent me a funny. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, here we go. <laughs> he goes, um, if you hold up a crab to your ear, you can actually hear what it's like to be attacked by a crab. <laughs> 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 is that something William Powerfish should do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like want, putting I the shell want, up to you to yeah, hear the ocean. Yeah, How do you get something that? like that on your nipple? Like oh, that'd be God. like my worst nightmare to grab something on oh, your nuts. I've or been done by nope. the, on the finger, I and I thought, no, no way. way. I was a kid. No remember way. The, remember the brown Pelerina fence? That used to be our sting. <laughs> it used to have a fence on it as well, like behind the brown. And I used to go in there and get crabs, and there was like little brim and stuff under there. Man, I used to get those. I think they're like a New Zealand crab. They're like purple and green or something. Right. They used to snap onto your finger or your thumb. Oh, man. they were full on. Like, <laughs> I thought, imagine a mother you did cut your fingers. Oh, I oh yeah. When I was watching that show, I'm like, oh, cringing at it. I don't even know how their finger didn't get cut off. Or no. No, and he's, he's putting dropped them, it. He's put, them in, put them in the nose too. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't get off on that sort of thing. No. I don't get anything out. I'm like, no, no you don't. You just you're, like you're reaching him out, there. <laughs> for me, just, they're reaching the bit. You just but, like checking him out, like he's pretty hot for you. Or, is it? No, I don't mind William. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's sure. all right. He's all right. <laughs> um, 
Where do I go after that? <laughs> you know, I know where I go. I go to a song and an ad break. Get your numbers in, team. I am here ready to take your call. Those numbers are for our brand new listeners, and we've got a few, is a 47244824. That number again, 47244824. And like we mentioned at the very start of the show, if things are getting a bit tough for you and you need to have a bit of a chat to someone you don't know how to talk to, Lifeline people are fantastic. You can give them a call on one one three double one one four. There's always someone there to have a chat and uh, to help you through. All right. Well, let's play a little bit of uh, Kevin Fowler. Um, I love this song. So it's a it's it's one of the show's favourites. escape to Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Lucinda Fishing Lodge is North Queensland's best kept secret and only a short drive from Townsville. Take your family, take your mates and take your boat. With unlimited kilometres of the Hinchinbrook Channel to explore or just a short trip to the Great Barrier Reef. 
The time to book is now. Lucinda Fishing Lodge, what a great escape. Lucinda Fishing Lodge, station sponsor. Everything you need to keep your car driving well and looking great, you'll find it at Cheaper Auto Spares. Performance parts, tools and accessories, spare parts, and the best prices in town. Cheaper Auto Spares, locally owned and operated in the big black and yellow building, Ingham Road, Carbet. Station sponsor. Hey, Cedric, your boat looks really flash now you've had it wrapped. Yeah, that's Kai Sign Mob. They are top fellas when it comes to doing that boat wraps. You know, they had so many daily designs to choose from. Now my boat's wrapped. I'm wrapped. My missus, she's wrapped. Maybe you should write a rap song about Kai Sign's. Now that's a rap. Too right. Want to know more? Go to marinegraphicsinc.com or call Kai at Kai Signs on 0418 Station sponsor. Are you into spearfishing? Tackle World Townsville has the biggest range of spearfishing gear in town with all the big name brands like Rob Allen, Cressy, Torelli and heaps more. And we'll repair and service your gear. Tackle World on the Ingham Road has it all. Station sponsor. Repower your boat with reliability and power with the next generation of Mercury four-stroke outboards now in stock at Motor Marine. With unbeatable savings, nobody makes a wider range of more reliable, powerful and efficient outboards than Mercury. Backed by decades of innovation, Mercury outboards are built to go the distance and Mercury's non-declining warranty gives you ultimate peace of mind. See the range and grab an unbeatable Mercury deal now at Motor Marine, Bayswater Road, Townsville. Station sponsor. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Yes, good morning and welcome back. <laughs> right, certainly live across North Queensland. Look at that time already, boys, nearly 9.30. Absolutely. And uh, you were just saying in the ad break, what am I going to talk about for three hours and how quick does it go? <laughs> it is uh, out of control. So what's the plan for the weekend? Uh, fishing somewhere, probably fishing creeks, I'd say, with this wind being the way it is. Yeah, um, yep. Neap tides are a bit of a, you know, aren't my favourable time to go. Yeah, but, but I guess yep. it, it teaches you a little bit um, with the neaps. I mean, they're not completely neat. There's a little tiny bit of run in them. Yep. But, I mean, they teach you a little bit to read your sounder and try and find some deeper holes somewhere and, you know. Yeah, for and, sure. And, and work at the fish rather than what I'm used to, which is sort of, you know, going up as far as I can on a big tide and just yeah. smashing them with surface lures and getting, yep. them, getting them interested. And, um, yeah, and I've been doing a little bit of nighttime stuff as well, so that sort of might be something that I can yeah. play around with this weekend. So, yeah. What oh, about you, awesome. Matt? I'm working, unfortunately. <laughs> Joys of the railway. Yes. <laughs> but while we're at work on Wednesday, Thursday, you're fishing. That's... Most that's how it works that's right that's also right. picks up a lot of fishing spots i'd imagine if you were in the train are you in the train no no i'm not in the train. i did drive the trains years ago but yeah. i've just moved through the ranks corner and then come back to the original starting which is stress-free for me which i absolutely love like yeah. i went from a high stress job back yep. down to a less stressed job and it's probably the best decision i've ever made cool um no i like you said you love those i love those neat tides yeah. A lot of people don't. Hey, let me ask you with the trains real quick before yeah, we love it. neat times. Is it true you've got to hit a button every two minutes? Yeah, vigilance. To, to, yep, so you're away, everything's good. Absolutely. You've got Dead to be well switch. alert. Yeah. Well alert because you don't know what's going to come out. You and, know. and what happens if you miss? The alarm goes off? The alarm will go off first. Yep. And warning you, hit the button. Yep. And if it doesn't, Yep. The train will just come to a complete stop. Okay, so I take it you're monitored for that. If you're a, if you're a driver who's consistently getting warned, does that show up on a report? 
Um, not necessarily. Um, the, the veggie switch was going off constantly. It'll shut down. But they got a fatigue system within the railway. Right. And it follows that you can't do so many night shifts because okay. your fatigue level yep. will go up too high. And they follow that very closely. Yeah. And even if they want to do overtime, they've got to check their fatigue and all that kind of stuff too. It's not it's not as technical as you think it is, but just hitting the video switch to make sure you're alert. Sometimes yeah. there's two people in the train. Yeah. And when you're looking at signals in front of you, you've got to talk to each other, call the signals in front of each other. The, the red lights are the, the nightmare of a train driver. If they for go sure. through a red light, that's it's just trouble. So And it's trouble for everybody. So right. They, they, they train themselves to talk to each other. They call lights in front of each other. Yeah. And it's not as... Um, I think the biggest problem is the train drivers, they got to learn the locomotive itself. Yeah. Everything that works within that locomotive, they got to understand it. Yeah. How it works, what programs they work in it. You know, to fix isolated problems, they can isolate certain brake mm. valves or main res valves and testing and all that stuff. Yeah. It's not as simple as just grabbing a throttle and hitting the brake. No. And the amount of weight on those things, you can't just brake like and you think you're going to stop. It can take up to a 2K yep. stretch to stop sometimes on certain weights. I can so, imagine. It yeah. must be incredible. Or, or some, some of the spots you must see going over the, the, the crossings. Yeah, back in the cane train, I drove the cane trains for like over 10 years. Right, eh? And they're a little bit different. They, they'd still have the Vigi switches in them and all that stuff, but they have also remotes. We, we, we get strapped by ourselves out there, and you've you got a remote, and you're controlling the train by yourself right. with a remote. But the little cane train bridges, and you see a lot of crossings, and even the guys, they, they can, they'll, it's hard for them because they're seeing it every day. And I just go over the bridge like it's nothing. But to us fishermen, we're like, oh, there's probably barra in that culvert there. You know, I wonder how much barra run through this bridge here. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. how many pylons have they got there on that bridge? And mm. I'm hitting them up all the time. So Google us, you know, the biggest opening really for us fishermen, Absolutely. especially finding land-based stuff, you know. But just a warning to every guy out there, just or girl as well, just it is illegal for you to go um, on the railway tracks or on any Yes, bridge. Ryan. It is it's it's highly legal and the networks they find out pretty quickly too. So as soon as one they train do. goes through, they they get it onto network and they'll tell network and network get onto the police. And you can cop a big. It fine. is a hefty yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, you do need a certain certificate to get on the railway, and it's only during work hours. So I try and warn the guys. You know, you're allowed to walk. You know, same inside the fence of a railway track. You know, if you're trying to get access, but sitting on the railway or on the railway bridges, I know how tempting it is sometimes. But just stay away from them because the guys can't stop as quick. So oh, they're not stopping they, at and, all. And it's not only that they 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 get the um, craps um, scared to the crap house when they see someone on a bridge like, and they suddenly got to go into emergency mode too. So it freaks them out sometimes. And it used to freak me out. Especially when you're in the uh, holiday seasons with the kids and all that, and they're riding motorbikes through the headlands. And Been all that driving kind. for 20 minutes and seeing nothing, then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, yep, someone a, here, where are they? The cars parked there. Oh, I've had on? so many incidents in the railway, like I've hit like harvesters and cars and, and motorbikes, and, mm. and it's scary, especially during the holiday season with um, kids, because they just want to go out and have fun, four wheelers mm. and their motorbikes drive along the headlands. Yep. And and there's this, like, you're going through a headland of a cane and suddenly there's a railway track there. And if, if you catch us at that right time, it's it can be very scary, so. I bet it can. Yeah. You have to be super vigilant. Mate, uh, I did cut you off before. You're talking about neat tides. Gaz and I, we're fans of neat tides. That run no fun thing is for barra fishing crap for us. Yep. Some of our best trips. Especially when you're using sounders. Yeah. And you can pinpoint those barriers. I, I don't like the completely no run. Um, a little bit. A little yeah, bit. Like yeah. that metre run to a metre and a half is probably spot on for me. 
But like I said, I'll sit on the sounder for six hours out of a fishing trip just looking, mm. looking. And if you can find them, once you find them, you could sit there on them for two hours and they, they don't want to bite until that bite time is happening. Mm. You, you could sit there and just flick and flick and flick into your arms or and you, you go past over the sander again like they're still there, but they won't bite you. And you'll throw every different lure at them too. Yep. Well, the neap tides, I love them because they're, they're not moving as much. No, and you can, you've got so much more control over what you want to do. Where your lure wants to go, yep. where you want to position it, yep. et cetera, et cetera. And yep. I, I think it's great. I love, always I, I love the neaps. I yeah. love, so, do, so again, listeners, don't stay at home because it's neat tides. The no run, no fun rule is a rule, yes, uh, and there's places it's, it's just a total shutdown. I wouldn't chase finger mark. Uh, on yeah, well you might <laughs> it's see it's different again. Yeah, yeah. Whereas uh, trout fishermen out the reef, they're like, oh, I prefer run out the reef, but then they'll go out there and bag out on a neap. Yeah, see, I'd go it's, out the pylons and chase finger mark on the on the smaller tides yeah. or the smaller neaps, and then yeah. go up the go up the creeks on the bigger tides. But yeah, I think more than tide um, calmness of ocean is more of a barrier than um, than tide. Sometimes out the reef, mm. you, like you hear so many people all the time, and I've had them days on glass outs, just absolutely perfect. Conditions. Fishing's been tough, regardless of the tide. Mm. Then you go out there on the neap tide where there's not much running, it's sloppy. Mm. The boat's up and down and slapping and all sorts of and, things, and, 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 and you also, clean up. And also what you're talking about, barometric pressure too, with those yeah. northeasterlies, that's one thing that does um, affect the um, the bladder, uh, swim bladder as well. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah I have looked into that, but I just I don't follow it to a T because I've mm. okay, got days off. Yeah, I'm going fishing no matter what it is, even if it's overcast. Yeah, tides are big. Okay, tides are big. I'm going up the creeks. You know what I mean? For sure, you, you're still putting a plan in place. Yep. But family man, full time job. You know, you, you get a certain amount of days off. You mm. pick one day. You tell them it's just okay. Yep. I'll Let's take one a call day. real quick, Maddie. Morning fishing show. Oh, good day, Maddie. It's Ryan. How are you? Hey, good, Ryan. How are you, buddy? Yeah, doing well, mate. You're starting to talk about the neat tides, eh? We are talking about the neat tides. What's your input for that? Mate, I'm out here now, and I would not be afraid of those neap tides. I'm on the beach north of um, Cairns, and there is so much bait in where it's normally too rough or too much run out of some of these creeks. It's ridiculous, but yeah. there a lot of bait sitting around. I'm just waiting for these big fish I can see out further to come in and try and eat them, but um, I haven't got one yet. Oh, beautiful. What are you chasing today? Oh, berries. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, berries, yeah. Yep. Have you, have you sounded any up yet? Are you actually fishing today yeah. of... I'm, yeah, man, I'm off the beach. We've got a family do um, up here uh, at the moment, so I've escaped the family, obviously. Ah, oh, you said you're off the beach, yeah. You have got your prawns. Yes. Um, and I've got a couple of new samaki colours too. And um, there's a lot of bait. A lot of bait at the beach. It's, it's just calm. It's nice. It's beautiful weather. Yep. And you can see the bigger fish out further. I'm not, I'm not too game to go waddling that far out. No, no. Still boxies around, eh? Yeah, and Crocs. And Crocs. Yeah, well, you know what? That sounds funny off the beach, but you got to be careful now. You wouldn't certainly go in the Cardwell um, Beach uh, with, with them Crocs and, um, or, you know, Paloranda. How often do, do Crocs get spotted off Paloranda here? And big boys. And we're talking about that monster in Trabook Pool this morning. So... Did you see that video interrupted the other day um, from the guy over in Northern Territory sitting there collecting something off the beach? And then he looked around, and he's, he's apparently he's very familiar with the crocodiles, and this monster of a thing came up looking at him. Um, and then he displayed what it looked like when you stood up, and it was sort of the crop backed off. But, and, you know, that's just a uh, awesome. Hey, we're going to leave you with it because you're hard to hear with that wind in the, coming through the microphone. So we'll catch up soon. Sounds good, 
Hey, good on you, man. Thanks for listening, buddy. Bye. Bye. Ah, oh, well, there you go. Do you like the beach fishing for barras? I we have Jesto on, and that's why I mentioned that Steve Jeston, and he's made a bit of a uh, thing out of it I, now. There's some good barras to be yeah, had. Yeah, I think I think on those um on those bigger tides for the beach for me, like if I'm fishing, I don't know Pally or something. Pally's a bit of a funny one to work out. You um. It, it, it goes against because it's a shallow, it's shallow water. It goes against some of the things that you that you learn in barra fishing. But yeah, um, you know, mouth of um, uh, what's it, Hinchabrook, the bluff. You know, yeah, mouth of bluff is similar where it, where it works exactly like Pally. And you know, like an hour before the top of the tide, yeah, you're getting the fish then. Mm. You know, and the early stages of the run out, and then it just yeah dies off after that and they sort of, to, it's hard to figure out sometimes yeah. eh? like you just yep. wonder what if it's the pressure points yep. or the and, and, and the bait like you so you get a different wind direction it creates a different yeah, current the and then the bait moves and it depends on what the bait they're feeding on to what you're using you know yeah and you might be you know like in the even in the ross like if you're um, fishing the fresh and they're feeding on tiny little baits and you, you can throw a big paddle tail they won't touch it yeah you know, it just depends on where you are and what you're doing and and what they're feeding on them, you know, like a lot of a lot of the times they eat garfish there, but then I get them on frogs at Palaran. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, garfish is such an mm-hmm. underrated mm-hmm. live bait. Like your likes of of meaty and so forth, you specialise in live baiting. You mm-hmm. will purposely target gar because mm-hmm. they're a fantastic live bait. Mm-hmm. Not maybe not as hardy, but the, the pro- not the pencil ones, but the your proper gars. I think little are a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. With the little red, uh, the orange points or mm-hmm. whatever. They yeah, got yeah. No, there. they're a good thing. Most definitely. Yep. Yeah, we don't use lures often that resonate. They're out there. That. See, that's what we. That's what I use surface lures for because it can imitate either. Right. You know, and, and, and most, that little skipping they do across yeah, the surface. So most of my service lures, just depending on when I'm using them, mainly why I use the, the really fluoro ones is because of the nighttime fishing that I do. Yeah. But even at night, you can use the silver ones if they've got a white bottom. And, you know, the fish is looking up, it's not seeing the whole profile of that lure. Yeah. Unless he's seeing it from the side or something like that. But right. generally speaking, you've got white on the bottom. Same with those little um, double hook frogs and things like that that we use. Mm. If they haven't got white on the bottom, they're not catching jackal unless you're on a dark, unless you're on a bright moon or something like that. You yeah, know? yeah, that's right. Mm. Yep. Oh well, no, that sounds fair enough. Now, as you may know, no, I don't think Maddie knows. We love to ask our special guests a couple of little questions. Uh, uh, worst days fishing, best days, blah blah blah. So I'm going to start. Uh, favorite eating fish, and but this is for both of you to answer. Favorite eating, I would have to go with the finger mark. I, the finger mark. Yeah, absolutely yep. love it. Yep. Love got it. a cooking method for it. No, plain and simple, beer battered, so. Yum. <laughs> Love the Yum. beer battered, so. Baby. Awesome. Uh, what about you, Ryan? Grunter or Tuskies, I reckon. Is Grunter not the most underrated? Awesome. Yes. Awesome. The way they fight, Similar the way they to look. Finger mark a little brilliant. bit. I just think they're yeah. a bit more of a, I don't know, like a saltier taste. they got a bit more taste to them than what Finger Mark have, but it yeah. depends on where you get them, you know. So the Grunter and. And Tuskies. And Tuskies. I don't like bones. taking a lot of Tuskies, but yep. if I do get one decent one, I'll be like, oh, yeah, maybe I might take that one home. <laughs> for sure. For so, sure. Mm. Worst experience fishing? Uh, you probably seen one of my videos. I just lost a four-wheeler to a beach run. I did. And uh, that's probably one of, one of the bad moments. Right. Had to walk home, going on dark, pretty buggered. Um, and another... Probably other worst moments, just getting caught out in bad weather, I guess. Some, yeah, definitely. I've like had a bad reef trip once. 
scary one. Yeah, it was a bit of a scary one, but we, yep. we managed to get through it. So, well, that's a good thing. But recently, the four, losing the four wheel was probably it hurt. Yeah, that would hurt my dignity a little bit too. So, <laughs> well, well, not too much because you put it on YouTube and see that's the beauty oh, that's about realism. That's right, it's real. So yeah, they don't. Happen. Which is why all for adventure is so popular because they show the stuff-ups as well as the success. Oh, Mind absolutely. you, they purposely put themselves in that situation where yeah, you any, didn't do Any stuff-ups, I tell the boys this, it's going on. Because it happens. It happens. It's it reality. It really, really happens. So, and it could have been worse. Yeah, that's right. Could have been worse. And four-wheelers, got to be so careful on them. Yeah, apart from, I was careful. To yeah, yeah. That whole day and I'm telling everyone else about like, this is what can happen to you if you come up here. Yeah, yeah. And I just got stuck on one little mud hole. Mm. And I nine times out of ten, I swear to God, guys, we go up with, in a pair. Yeah. So we, we always got a little tow rope. We just pull each other out. But yeah. Um, Simon had to work, so he kind of pulled out um, the day before. And I thought, oh, okay, I'll just go up by myself. Anyway, good content to talk about it. Yeah. But went solo. No one else came up with up to that um, mission, that section of beach for that day, okay. which was unfortunate. If there was someone else up there coming back, yeah, you'd help me out. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Insane. But I was the last one left and it's getting on dark. Yeah, that would have been a bit nervy. Yeah, it was a little bit nervy, but it was just more worried about like losing the bike, you know, because yeah. I knew where I was. Well, I knew we're, we're not talking 500 bucks there. There's a lot no, of money that's involved right, in these that's things. Right. I did get it for a decent price off a friend, so. Yeah. But still. Does insurance cover you for that or is that um, something? I didn't, wasn't insured for that one because I only bought okay. it for a cheap yeah. So like I think it cost me two thousand dollars because yeah. he was upgrading to an ATV. So yeah. and the bike's an old farm bike. Bloody too. train drivers, Ryan. <laughs> I'm not a train driver. I'm telling you now. Bloody ex but train <laughs> drivers, Ryan. Was only the cane train. That's probably but ex train drivers. Probably in traffic control or something. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm not going to lie. I'm certified in traffic control. Oh. Ryan, your worst day, mate. Ah, uh, probably sinking one of my cars as well. A similar yep. thing. I was just. Yeah, driving down, I'll just say where it was, around the Ross, and I was like, oh, yeah, been through here like 15 times before, no dramas. Yeah. Sink straight over the bonnet. Wish In mud, just straight in. And similar thing with a quad bike, I was doing the same thing, going to the mouth of the Ross, and I'm thinking, oh, this thing goes over anything. Mm. It'll be right. I had a Polaris 500 and just hooked it through, and I'm like, yep, yeah, I'm into this. I'm getting over everything. I didn't think I'd get through this mud, and then next minute, sinkhole, bang, done. Done. And tide's coming in. And That's I'm right. Like, oh shit! And I'm ringing. Trying to, that was the only time I had a phone with me. <laughs> I'm pulling the bloody quad bike things up, you know, the lids up and everything. Yeah, the seal right. lids, and I'm like, yep. oh man. And I rang about four people, and my uncle who's passed away sadly, but he come down with his cruiser, let his tyres down, come through the mangroves, had a massive bloody winch rope. Yeah. And then we extended on that, and then pulled the quad bike out through the mangroves, like it was like about a, I don't even know. 70 80 meter run through the mangroves yeah, with the rope. yeah and it pulled it out and i couldn't believe i'm like oh thank christ thank christ yeah. bloody ryan matty <laughs> <laughs> you got it back man That's yeah. all right we got one yeah. final question before we go to a song and an air break and when we come back we're then going to uh give away these awesome prizes thank you very much to mal and tavern meats for your 25 dollar tavern meats voucher uh mal you're an absolute gentleman thank you very much to fran uh for your uh mercury motor marine prize pack where we've got some fantastic gear we've got a cup we've got a, Mer a mercury marine tournament shirt worth 120 bucks and then we've got the trucker's cap which is a pretty deadly looking mercury trucker's cap uh camo there and what else do we have whoop Looks like Gaza has ordered, uh, organised me a Minn Kota Hummingbird. So we have the Minn Kota flat cap. We've got a um, Hummingbird Minn Kota tournament shirt. And we've got a Minn Kota buff. So that's a really, really cool prize there. So there's uh, well over $150 worth of stuff there. Boys, now, money no object. 
but it gets a little bit trickier because we always used to get the same answers. So your favourite thing, your bucket list thing to do, fishing-wise, but you can't say black bass in Papua New Guinea <laughs> and you can't say tarpon in Costa Rica. Easy. What are you doing? Dorado. Dorado. Yeah. Which gold, is a golden dolphin, dorado, sorry. golden not, dorado. Not, yeah, yeah, not the not the uh, saltwater version. <laughs> they don't interest me at all. But the, well, you're going to have to explain that. The, so dorado, everyone's thinking dolphin fish, mahi mahi, yeah, dollies. So, so the, what um, are you talking? The, the freshwater version, golden dorado. Golden dorado. Yeah. No, you know what? You've you got know. me. <laughs> Has he got you, Maddie, or do you That's know? Right, you move on to him, and I'll. I'll, I'll show well, remember, you. I don't even know what that. Ryan's into chasing goldfish and Parku as well. And Remember the old Shimano magazine that first came out when Dunphy used to own it? Yeah. And they went over to... to uh, Africa? No, not Africa, but um, I think it was like, like near Brazil or something like that. Or right. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about the big teeth, bloody... No. No, no. You move on and I'll... I'll, I'll show okay, you. you show me. Show me. I honestly, I'd be going... Oh, no money was involved. I'd, I'd be trying to get one of those massive tuners or a big oh, marlin. Yeah. Big marlin, just a, a grander? Cheap, just the one. Just, I just yeah. didn't catch the one. What, being on the back of a big, beautiful 44 <laughs> yeah. O'Brien or Maritimo? That would be unreal, I think. Um, but, you yeah. know, the black bass and Papua New Guinea would be awesome too. But I know exactly what you're talking about now. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So but yeah, one of those massive marlins. That's in northern Argentina. There's a few places, but yeah. Yeah, and isn't pa- that... Parku as the, well. Because they like call a, them tigerfish. Uh, no, that's different again. Yeah, that's that's a an African fish that has a mouth like a tiger. You're right. Um, got the and big, yeah. yeah, huge, massive. Okay, well, crazy cool. Things. So they're silver. Have you seen them being hooked up? Do they fight well? Oh, what do they do? They go mental. Yeah, they go mental. They're just they're like mainly sort of come out of its way for a fly fishing thing. Yeah. And then Shimano went up there and. I think it was like 1998 when that magazine came out, and it was yeah. just unbelievable. They're catching parku as well, and parku like a, a like a freshwater, freshwater fish. Um, oh, I don't know. You, Trust you on. to do that. You can if everyone else says black marlin or tuna, <laughs> or I want to go and catch Murray cod, <laughs> or the parku, and uh, <laughs> well, parku are a, 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 a um, I think they're a herbivore or an omnivore. I think so. Yeah, they pretty much eat like. Um, seeds and stuff that come down so you can yeah change your sort of um, fly fishing style Amazing. stuff you can you know, do that and, and, um, and it m- must yeah. reminisce with you because you remember the fishing mag when it come out with the you must have read that story a few times yeah, oh, yeah. times yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. can and imagine what type of fish are out there like the oh. different like stuff and, we don't even know about and with, with fishing fishing videos and fishing presenters who have you guys followed in the past like everything that's come out like has it been like Rex Hunt oh I was um, an old e. Rex Hunt fan was it you know everyone was, was a Rexy fan it, 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 I, I, I love Rexy but he Douglas used to annoy me a bit ben to be Croft honest yeah Ben Croft, huge fan. Yeah, awesome. Huge yeah. I used to, fan. I used to love where they actually, they're in the uh, Territory of the Cape, I think it was Territory, and they were um, getting um, bullet cases and, and uh, yeah. making lures. Yeah, making lures. Malcolm oh, Douglas nice. was a big one for me. Yeah, huge Malcolm. fan of Malcolm so Douglas. Was a, I was a massive The fan. thing about Ben Croft, a bit of a ladies' man, he used to always have a bit of a cutie on. <laughs> oh, on always. <laughs> always. Yeah, yeah. There was always bikinis. That was the, yeah, the yeah, and there was no shaving back in the days. <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> anyway, on that note, let's go to a song and an ad break because uh, the same old thing is happening again. Did you hear him 
Fishing show. And g'day, this is Marty. Come and join us live every Saturday morning from 7am for three hours of the best fishing show around. We have great characters like Andrew Eddinghausen, Merv Hughes, Michael Guest, Alex Julius and a host of local talent. We've also got some great prizes to give away with our weekly bingo draw. So come on and join us every Saturday morning from 7 o'clock. You'll have a ball. The NQ Fishing Show, live Saturdays from 7 on 4K1G. Two things happened in 1995. The charge of the North Queensland Cowboys and the charge of North Queensland Batteries. 27 years later and NQ Batteries are still charging in Townsville. Now providing Victron solar and recreational systems for campers and 4x4s. For all your battery needs, back the local team and search North Queensland Batteries. See their new showroom, 177 Ingham Road. 
station sponsor. Repower your boat with reliability and power with the next generation of Mercury four-stroke outboards now in stock at Motor Marine. With unbeatable savings, nobody makes a wider range of more reliable, powerful and efficient outboards than Mercury. Backed by decades of innovation, Mercury outboards are built to go the distance and Mercury's non-declining warranty gives you ultimate peace of mind. See the range and grab an unbeatable Mercury deal now at Motor Marine, Bayswater Road, Townsville. Station sponsor. Another disaster ready tip brought to you by Townsville City Council. Minimise damage to your home this wet season. Identify where and how to turn off the supply for water, power, and gas, and purchase emergency essentials. Include containers to store drinking water, spare fuel for your vehicle, and Hessian bags and sand for sandbagging. Be disaster ready. Visit disaster.townsville.qld.gov.au for more information. Station sponsor. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Yes, good morning and welcome back to the 4K1G Fishing Show. It is 5 to 10, that three hours has gone incredibly quick. I hope you've got some informative information out of the boys this morning. I'm sure you did. We have a few lure fishing connoisseurs with us and uh, that's the great thing about our show and it's certainly why we love bringing in special guests. There's only so much Gaz and I can give you, well, uh, that I can give you and um, Gaz doesn't bring a lot to the show. Um, so the, but special guests like you boys are, are fantastic and invaluable. So thank you so much for coming in today. I hope you've enjoyed it. Just have a good time. Yeah, it's been good. Time. Yeah, it's been bloody good time, isn't it? Who wants to give some prizes away? Let's give us some prizes away. I have everything ready to go here. And the first one we're going to give away is the $25 Tavern Meats vouchers. Thanks you very much, Mal Craigman, who incredibly um, donates that out of his back pocket. So um, that's a huge thing. And, uh, it, that's uh, how good some of our show show supporters are. Let me roll it. First cab off the rank is number 35, and this will be nice and quick for me. Darren. Darren. So, because this morning I just put everyone from a 1 through to a 100, and then past that. We didn't make it past that this week, so that's alright. And while I'm waiting for young Darren to call, which he is right now, I'll line my show up very, very quickly for the end of the show. And let's take this call off young Darren. Oh, there's two numbers. Oh, I hate it when there's two numbers. Good morning, fishing show. Hello. Hello. I've got a question for the both of you. Okay, take the question first. Yes? Um, what got you both in the fishing? All right, shoot. Darren, hold on with us, mate. We'll get to you shortly. Um, I think it was just when I was a kid in the banks of the Birkin River, Dad taking us out in the afternoon, really, and just throwing the rod out. Yeah. So, yeah. just starting at a young age, really, it was great. Yeah, mine's definitely with Dad. Uh, me, I just, yeah, growing up on the Stock River at the Ross River. and Yeah? Yeah, they were putting Barron at the time and people catching them. So, yeah, I've never really sort of had a, another thought process about it. It was always, always there. For sure. Who have we got here? Who are you, buddy? Oh, Declan. Oh, hey, Declan. Boy. Yeah, yeah. The yep. oldest boy. Hey, Declan. Oh, are you, have you been listening to Dad, have you? Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Is he a good dad? Yes. Yes, good lad. Very much. Oh, will you get yep. fed again tonight, mate? I hope you enjoyed <laughs> listening to your dad. He done very well today. Yeah, I did. Thank you. All right, good on you, man. You have a good weekend. 
I'll make sure he gets home safe to you. See you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Bye. Bye. Beautiful. Oh, how cute's that? All right, let's see if uh, Darren's still on call. Good morning, fishing show. Yeah, how you going, mate? Darren, you? Hey, Darren, how are you, buddy? Yeah, good, thanks. Good, man. Well, congratulations. You won the $25 uh, meat voucher from Tavern Meats, which certainly helps to hit pocket when you go and get your next it run, does. buddy. It does. All makes a that, difference. Eh? No problem, mate. I'm going to drop that off uh, sometime uh, just before 11 o'clock at um, Tackle World, so you can pick it up any time after that through the week. Cheers, mate. Thanks, eh? Good on you, pal. Have a good day. Thanks for listening. Ready. See ya. See you, bloke. Ah, beautiful. That's a number one cab off the rank. Now, what are we giving away? Let's give away the, um, I think we'll give away the Hummingbird Prize. All right. Fantastic Hummingbird shirt. Forty-two. Trevor. Give us a call, Trev. Congratulations, you've won the uh, Hummingbird Prize. Um, which some really, really cool stuff. And I think there was a buff, there was a, the hat, and then there was the uh, tournament shirt, which is pretty hard to come by. Let's take a call. Good morning, fishing show. Good morning, how are you? It's Trevor here. Hey, g'day, Trev. Congratulations, you won a cool prize there, man. I reckon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially with the tournament shirt, Mate. they don't come around often. No, no. Very good, thank you. It's, um, yeah. The cap That's is a flat day. cap, so you'll have to bend it. Um, like I, like, I don't like to wear the flat caps, but if you've got a young fella or something, they're going to absolutely love it. And that's a Minn Kota yep. one as well. Oh, very good, yes. Fantastic. Did you enjoy the show today, Trev? Yes, I did, actually. Yeah. Oh, good, yeah. good. Excellent. I enjoy it every Saturday. I look forward to it. Oh, well, we love hearing that sort of feedback, man. It makes uh, it makes everything sound good for us, and that's what we're here for. Anyway, you have a wonderful weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you. See you, pal. Thanks, guys. Bye. Have a good weekend. See you too. Ah, oh, there we go. Trev, another happy customer. Now, let's give away our last prize for today. Let me have a look in the last prize. It's the uh, Mercury Motor Marine Bag. So we have that awesome Mercury Marine uh, camo trucker's cap. Um, I think that's a, a big um, coffee mug and also a Mercury Marine tournament shirt worth $120. So that is a super prize as well. Roll up the barrel. Okay, number four. Number four, right at the top, Greg. Ah, that would be Mr. Evans. Greg and because Janelle's right beside it. Give us a call, Gregory. Well, I think that number. Good morning, fishing show. Morning, Marty. Good morning, Greg. Congratulations. You've won that awesome Mercury and Motor Marine prize. Thank you. Thank you. Now, normally all of our prizes, as you know, we drop off to um, uh, to Tackle World. Yeah, this one, Motor Marine. Now, I'm actually blowing uh, a couple of days, Monday and Tuesday. So I'll try and get it over because I won't be in town. So can we pick it up for Wednesday? Yeah, no worries. All right. It's on next week or the week after. That's my worry, Yeah, no, I'll drop it, drop it into the lovely friend on Wednesday and you can say hello while you're in there. Well, yeah, too easy. Thanks a lot. Great show, by the way. Oh, cheers, Greg. We really appreciate it, buddy. Have a good one, man. Oh, yeah. See, See you, mate. Then, Bye. Ah, there we go. So, general feedback from our um, listeners so far. It seems to be that we had a good show, which is awesome. There goes my Mako 
Cha-ching sponsor Sunnies. <laughs> I'll have to pick them up shortly. Uh, Maddie, A and B hooked. Thank you so much, mate. There was. It's been a pleasure to have you in. I look forward to having you in again sometime. Thanks. Was, it's great to be here. Yeah, Beyonce. come in with our mate Nighty or, or Ryan again and everything. We get a few boys in the studio. It'll be brilliant. Ryan, as always, uh, thanks for having you in. Your input is invaluable. And I look forward to going up the Hinchinbrook Channel with you and your lovely partner next week. And we're going to go chase a few mungies around uh, around Benji and go and have a look at the, the bluff and so forth. So still be here for the show next week. But as soon as the show finishes, you guys are going to be waiting. And uh, we're going to head straight up there and go spank a few. What do you awesome. reckon? Sounds yeah, good, man. I reckon that sounds good to me as well. Uh, to our listeners, as Gaz and I always say, Gaz, if you are listening while you're 23,000 feet in the air, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. I hope everything works well for you. You know what I'm talking about. And uh, we'll catch you next week. And to our listeners, as we always say, please drive safe on that highway. Too many accidents. And uh, we love having you listen to this crazy little show of ours. Goodbye. See you next week. <laughs>